sad start to this week's episode. We're recording on Friday the 14th of May, and this will go out about a week later. I'm sure everyone that's listened to this podcast by that point will be aware of the passing of John Kiedis, Blackie Dammit, Anthony's dad. Here at the podcast, we just want to send out our sincerest condolences to Anthony, his family, and anyone who knew Blackie. A man of many talents, a big supporter of the band, and we're going to dedicate this episode to him. So, uh, R.O.P. Blackie. Hello and welcome to Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.sz What the fuck was that noise? That was my little whistler. The whistler during your introduction. Oh no, well timed, I'm sure you'll agree. Did you say NZ? SZ. SZ, Switzerland. No. Uh, Swaziland. Have you done this or are you just making this up on, on the fly? Should I give you Swaziland? Yes. The correct answer is Eswatini. What does that mean? Which is the country now known as Eswatini, formerly known as Swaziland. Well, of course you give me Swaziland. Well, I don't know. That's like me saying um, www.blahblahblah.bu and you saying Burma uh, or Myanmar and me Mm. not giving you Burma. Or vice versa, I can't remember what's happening at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, the correct answer is Eswatini. Eswatini, indeed. And that's another classic win for me. Otherwise known as, or formerly known as, Swaziland. You got it, brother. Now, I've got one for you this week. A little wow. surprise for you. I've got a new website. I have got bentownsendmusic.net. No, that's no, what that's my is already. Yes. I've got bentownsendmusic.ei.com. I-E-I-A. What country is that? Ah, now that is Ethiopia. Yes, brother, you passed the test with flying colours. Easy money. As any, oh, very John Connor. Oh, why? Easy money. Oh, You've seen Terminator. Like <laughs> you clicked your fingers. Time seen... out, man. Time out. And everything you say has to go, <laughs> 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 That's not quite um, Miss Piggy, yeah. more than John Connor. You look like you went toothless as well. You? you look like you're taking your teeth out. Hi-ya! Hi-ya! What's Miss Piggy? Hi-ya! Okay. Um, first of all, uh, if you... Can you do a Kermit? I don't know if I can do a Kermit. I'm seeing something very strange happening on the recordings here. Mm. I don't know what that means. No, it's going red to blue. Pause and find out. Some technical difficulties there. Gremlins in the machine. <laughs> if you will. But can you do a Kermit? Uh, no. No, I'm not even sure what Kermit sounds like. Well, Kermit now doesn't sound like Kermit. No, I know, and it's not. Because he's being revoiced by... Someone. He was revoiced by someone else, and then there was... Uh, he was problematic. Yeah, there's some. There's a lot of people who are seriously invested in in the Muppets. Yeah, I'm not one of them. Nor am I. So we are going to say to you guys, if you want to uh, do us a review, I'm on a squeaky chair. 
If you want to do us a review on iTunes, Spotify, whatever platforms you listen to this podcast on, please do give oh. us give us five stars. Yeah, sure. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We, but the, the most important thing to, to state here is that we love it when we get a nice review. Oh, we do. We had a lovely review from Chef Elf. Yes. Or Chef Elf. Shelf Elf. Nope, Chef Elf. Chef Elf. Uh, and a great title, Nobody Weird Like Them. Five golden stars. This is more than a show about Red Hot Chili Peppers. This is a show about two brothers sharing their passion for a band that they love. Their laughs are as infectious as their musings on this great band. If you're a fan of the Chilies, this is a must-listen. Chef Elf, a wise, wise man. Very wise. Now, today, Samuel, we have a bit of a different episode. We do. It's completely focused on skate parks. Which is wonderful. And we've got a bit of a history of skating ourselves, which we'll go into. Certainly have. We've once again reached out to local man Amos. Amos, a local man who himself has a history of skating. I say history, he's still skating. He's an active skater. Yeah, he's the only active skater I know. And you don't know him? Well, I, I, I've sent him an email and he sent me an email. Okay, you've never met him? No, I've never met him. But he's he he an ambassador. No, we do, I, I take that back. I jumped in too soon. We do know him, Just never we seen don't his know face. him in the flesh. No, we don't. Never shaken his hand and we wouldn't be allowed to even if we did see him in the flesh. Uh, not till Monday. Mm. Then we could hug him. Yeah. We won't, Amos, don't worry. This is going to put him off. We'll maintain social distancing <laughs> at all times. So Amos is not only a skater, but a fan of, um, or much more knowledgeable about the comings and goings of the Uplift Mofo Party Plan era. He certainly is. And the first video that we're going to watch today is Oomph era specific. It is, and I just would like to say, it's nice to be remaining in that era. Yeah, I, we I agree. We were there last week, we were there... The week before. The fortnight before and the fortnight before that, you're yeah, correct. Yeah, and we're still there, which you're not- is nice for us, because we're, you know, we're not as embedded in that era as we perhaps could have been, I'm, slash should have been. been. No, I'm not sure what era I'm embedded in, if you can embed yourself in an era. Well, you know what era I'm embedded in. Uh, you're a 90s man. I'm a man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a man of the 90s. I'm a man of the 90s. You are See, indeed. that just, for me, that sums it up. You don't even know what area you're embedded in. I know damn well where I'm embedded, <laughs> buddy. Well, I myself am a man of the 90s, as we discussed. I've just admitted that I don't know what era I'm embedded in. I can tell you well, what you year, I'll tell you what year I'm embedded in. Yeah, well, I know what year you're embedded in. Go on, then. 1991. No, later. Oh, 19... 19- oh, what year did... Um, uh, blood sugar, never mind. 1991. That's the year he's embedded in. That's the year I'm embedded in. Is he, and, uh, you didn't even know that yourself. Of course I knew it. I just want to see if you knew it. This guy's embedded in the year he doesn't know exists. He can't even acknowledge the year he's embedded
But it's certainly not performance. That's I just think by it's chance. It's just coincidental. Yes, that's just by chance. If you go up and down the half pipe enough times, you might. You're going to sync up with the chilies on occasion. Every now and again. September the 20th, 1987 was the era that this happened. And it's very much yes, an era so that I'm embedded in. I did it as a, a kind of preamble to my birth four years later. <laughs> that's very much. That's the vibe I got when yeah, I watched it. Uh, me too. They just sort of all gathered together to celebrate the birth of a, Hang on. a 90s man. When 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 are you suggesting you were born? <laughs> oh, <hang on>. <laughs> <laughs> Just because no. you claim you're a nineties man, man doesn't no, mean you were born in the nineties. No, I was born in nineteen eighty one, so it was in fact uh, <laughs> less of a preamble and more of a celebration, more more of a birthday celebration. Oh, do some GC and just gonna have a mouthful of it. I Samuel Donovan Townsend was born in nineteen eighty one, just. Six sweet That's years. Probably, probably enough information about your full name and what year you were born in to That's send out right. to send out to the internet. I'm no, sure it's fine. My, uh, my, uh, my bank account is yeah. uh, my my uh, sort code and details are yes, as follows. It took place at Bren Event Center at University of California, UCLA. There you go. To put it in context, um, Uplift was released on September the 29th, 1987. Nine days after this. Is that correct? It does well, appear to be what I've written down. And so this is pre-Uplift. Pre-the release pr- of Uplift. Pre-Uplift Mofo Party Plan. Yeah, well, it's kind of, you know, it's what bands do. They play they live shows things, yeah, yeah. in a way uh, to promote their, their music. They do pieces of performance art to promote <laughs> their albums. They do. Um, to put it into further context... Um, Hillel was to pass away on June 25th, 1988, about nine months after this. Mm. But to see the light, you know, we've talked about Uplift Mofo Party Plan for two episodes, and we're still, for, for the, a lot of this episode, sticking with that era, that, yeah. that lineup of the band, um, The Swan, Flea, Jack Irons and Hillel. And it's, it's just speak- nice to see the life and the energy that he has during this. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And it, it speaks volumes to where we are now, you know, having spent time in, in this era. And we want to we want to stay here for one more one more episode. Yeah, one more go round, and then we're going to move on after we've talked about the uh, live Vision Pro Skate Escape. Yes, we're not going to we're not going to remain in this era for a whole episode. No, <laughs> no, of course not. Heavens above, suffice to say, <laughs> heaven forbid. <laughs> um, no, we're going to move on to two thousand and two, where the Chilies did a pre. By the way, release. A pry the way. That's very good. <laughs> when, um, when was it? Was it just before I was born? <laughs> it was, yeah. That's very much the vibe I got from yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was after your birth in 1991. Yeah. yeah. It was 11. You were 11. It was just 21 <laughs> years before my birth. <laughs> um, so we'll go into a bit more detail about that. That one is a five song piece of performance art. Which is lovely because it's a, you know, we can chuck it on the end. Yeah. Oh, it's, good, it's good stuff as Tack well. Tack it on, if you will. Oh, a tacky on. A tachyon is what? It's something. Can a physicist send in what a tachyon is? Doesn't Crichton explain what a tachyon is? Yeah. A tachyon is something moving backwards through time? uh, Well, if it is, then, you know, you're a man of the... The 90s. You're a man of 1991. I certainly am. I'll tell you what. Go back. Tachyons were big in 91. They were were huge because of... It's their best year, actually. Well, they they really had a big breakthrough on that episode of Red Dwarf when Crichton said tachyon. The year of the tachyon. Yeah. It was the year of... Blood Sugar Sex Magic, never mind. Ten, the Tachyon. <laughs> That's a good name for an album, actually. Tachyon. Yeah. Would you spell it T-A-C-K-Y, next word, on? I'll tell you what I would do if I was Blue Tack now. 
Go on, go back in time. Uh, no, I'd change the name of Bluetech to Blutechian. Would you? <laughs> if I was the owner of Bluetech. Yes, but you said if I was Bluetech. Well, if I was Bluetech, then I'd be difficult <laughs> you for me to be, make any doing decisions. This. Okay, so we must move. We must move past that onto <laughs> onto some onto things slightly more appropriate, more relevant to this particular podcast. What you got confused because we just did before we recorded this did an episode of our Blue Tack podcast, didn't you? Didn't we? We and did. Yeah, you've Blue Tacky on mm. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Tacky on the Blue Tack podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, I tell you what, it's um, it's it's not as popular as this one, it's, but no. for those who do love it, it really sticks in the memory. Oh, that's so good! I tell you what, those people that lo- that love Blue Tack, yes, they really do love Blue Tack. They do because the emails that we get in on from that podcast. Oh is- God, they 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 really stick in the memory. Hello and welcome to Blue Tacky on the Blue Tack podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bluetack.net. I'm jo- <laughs> uh, joined as always by Sam Townsend from bluetack.sw. Oh, bluetack.sw, what that, might that be? Swaziland? It's not Swaziland, Swaziland was Switzerland. <laughs> anyway. Is it Switzerland? Well, no, it's not anything. Oh, fine. It might be. You convinced me. I know. <laughs> All right then, so we shall move on mm. to the first song on Stoutmate's video. Which is, of course... Out in LA. Well, actually, the first song that you hear is Nevermind, which is a nice intro because of all the weird red hot chili yeah. peppers stuff. Nice. But the first song you're going to see performed live is Out in LA. And you're going to see some skaters. Skating to then doing that song. Yeah. All right, let's check it out. Out we come there at uh, the the bit the most volume we could squeeze out of YouTube for that, master, which is not much. Oh, actually, we might be able to turn it up within YouTube. Oh, there you go. Let's see. What, that, let's see what happens. Yeah. And we're going to uh, talk about the music, but we've got info about skating here as well. So uh, let's check out what uh, local man Amos has got to say, mm. and we'll we'll handle this together, shall we? I think so. I'll start off. Amos tells us that the the event was the Vision Pro Skaterscape on September the twenty thirty seven. At the time, Vision Streetwear was one of the biggest skate brands around, along with Vans. Vision Streetwear marketed themselves as more stylish. Can you make more watch noise? <laughs> As more stylish slash swanky brand in the time of the yuppies, Vans had always been a surfer slash skater brand from its roots. Amy still wears Vans all the time now. A true skater. Pick it up on the next on the next bit, Tony. A Here true we go. skater to heart. Um, he then goes on to say, at that time, skating was all about the wooden ramps. All the 70s concrete skate parks had been torn down due to poor design and, and the decline in skating's popularity. There was nothing left to skate on, so drained backyard swimming pools were the next best option. We know all about that. We will talk about backyard swimming pools in a little bit, shall we? Should we talk about backyard swimming pools in a way which would suggest that we skated in backyard swimming pools? No, we'll talk about backyard swimming pools in a way that suggests we once we went to a villa in Spain... That had a swimming pool that wasn't drained. And we made a video which riffed on the public domain skate video called Spain Domain. Mm. I mean, yes. we just covered it. We just covered it off. Indeed, that's done. A lot of people started building wooden half-pipes in their backyards slash gardens. Neighbours complaining about the noise, so they were pulled down extremely quickly. 
There were often some incredible wooden ramps built in the 1980s. Google the animal chin ramp for a look at a state-of-the-art ramp built around 1987 for the Powell and Peralta video. Mm, now, you said state-of-the-art, and I thought, hey, mate, I see what you've done there, but actually, it does say state-of-the-art. Fine. I remember the Powell and Peralta video. Mm, I do not. Mm. I was more into skating than you, because I... Oh, of course. I was, you whilst... Were, you, were, you were a man of the 80s. <laughs> yes, man of 91. We were, ourselves, into skateboards, weren't we? Well, we were. I mean, I was thinking about this yesterday. I think... I think we probably pioneered the term all the gear and no idea. No, we didn't pioneer it, but we certainly embodied <laughs> we it. Had, we had some extremely nice skateboards. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we did. And we, down here, some of the skaters that um, we had the decks of yeah. appear here. Yes. I had a Steve Caballero board. You had a Steve Cab. Nick had a Danny Way. And I had a Ken Park, you had which a Ken was Park. a Vision deck. Yeah, it was. I was assuming it's the same company. Unknown. Unknown. So Ken Park was sponsored by Vision. It was a lovely red red deck. I remember your I first. Could, I, skate. You, I mean, you shit. literally, you literally couldn't stand up with two feet on it. <laughs> no, I could not skate for. You're shit. only a little boy, though, weren't you? I was young. Yeah, I, I, I was only born in the eighties. Yeah, well, yeah. I was a slightly older boy. An older gentleman. I mean, and I, I wasn't a great skateboarder. As no, we've, as we've when discussed. I say, I mean, I was dog shit. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> could you do. Weren't much better. I could stand up on the thing. Yeah. and and skate and go round in circles. But so could I. Once I got on it, yeah, I could, I could like tick, you could ticky tack tick, around. Tack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I couldn't, I couldn't balance, I couldn't balance well enough to actually. Like skate in the traditional way. I couldn't get on the on the thing. Couldn't get on the bloody thing. <laughs> so I just used to carry it around under my arm. Yeah. Uh, and pre that, during the Spain Domain video, you, oh, yeah. ju- you just ran around. Well, no, that's because I'd cracked my head open. Oh, did you have a skateboard at no. the time? Right. <laughs> that's, that's the other I think reason. It was but I had also cracked my head open at the start. You did. You, cr- you sliced your forehead open mm. on the edge of a slate step. I did. Because there, there was a dog loose in the villa. Yeah, it was a bloody, a bloody German shepherd. Wowzers. And you tried to run up the stairs, tripped forward, split your head split open. Split my head open. I had to go to casualty and ha- had eight stitches. In Spain. And you had the Spain. scar to this day, don't you? I do. It's not as prominent as it once was, but it is still there. Yeah. I, as I said that, I was trying to spot it, but it's mm. actually... It's almost gone, isn't it? Hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, for the Spain Domain video, though, you were on foot. I was, yes. Which is, quite frankly... Was, is the best option for me. It was solved by framing slightly higher when you were mm. on the screen, so yeah. you couldn't see your feet. That's right. I just looked like a skater who, who sort of <laughs> moved up and popped down, and <laughs> popped up and down <laughs> yeah. a lot. And skated extremely quickly. Or slowly. Yeah, well, depending on how, how, how fast, fast you were running. Fast running. <laughs> yeah. And we did have a pool, and we all stood pool. together and said... Do you remember what we said? I said, we said, we like our pools, pool's dry. dry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ironically, it wasn't a pool like the American pools that are curved. It was a dead straight. Yeah, you skate down there. Skate that jumping off the cliff, break your nose on the bottom. (laughs) Anyway, skate chat, (laughs) skate chat with the Townsend brothers. So, uh, Amy says, "Yeah, the ramp at the Chili's gig, uh, this skate demo or or piece of performance art, my words, was a really cool full size half pipe with a spine in the middle into a smaller mini ramp." which the band are playing above. And mm. you can see where they're playing. Like, there's a couple of times when I'm watching it and skaters are going up. And you think, if they bail, yes, I know that word, mm, sure. and, the, and the deck keeps on going forwards, that yeah. could let it go up in the air and land on the band's head. Oh, yeah, but they were young. They, they were young, they, they didn't young care. Men. They young, were young men. Young men. Anyway, says, uh, 
the edge of the half the edge of the mini ramp is a rolling back into the half pipe he'd have loved to skate on it anyway um so yeah, tony hawk there christy yes. christian hoisey christian hosoy cab as well my steve the caballero cab. deck Might and hang on Ame says he was skating a caballero deck today has it got that bat? Those multiple bat logos on. I ask. No, no. The, the problem, the thing is, decks have changed a lot since our day. They're all, how much can they change? Well, they're they're all that sort of. In our day, they were much wider yeah. with proper, just one kick tail. Now they they're just that. I, with my limited knowledge of skating, would say that a wider deck is for skating ramps, and a narrow deck, a more narrow deck, is for skating street. Yeah, possibly. Now that's off the top of my head. Mike McGill, who I've heard of. Yeah. Chrissy Miller. Yeah, never heard of him. And Mark Gator-Rogowski. And they're all skating today in a better than ever, apart from Mark Gator-Rogowski. He's in prison for the murder of his girlfriend. Mm. We'll, we'll gloss over that. We shall. Um, so, to the music. Yes. Now, Amy says the footage is pretty grainy. It the, is. For the, and I agree with what he's about to say. The first three songs, AK seems to be singing way too fast for the music, almost like trying to keep up with the songs. I, he's kind of preempting them. Um, he's Fight Like a Brave, he starts to come down and songs get better. We will um, we'll come back to Amos. Thank you very well, much. Well, I, w- I would Thanks agree with Amos there. It, it, there's certainly times when Anthony gets ahead of things, but a lot of the time I think it's it's okay yeah, yeah, fine. yeah but there are times when he just sort of goes slightly ahead not majorly but I think he's obviously overexcited I'll tell you what what that boy lacks in technical singing ability he makes up for an energy bloody hell I mean look at that free arm fly yes he is making angles I'm going to have to change this chair he's making angles like you wouldn't believe yes I just don't move again at 2.20, well, I'm, g- I'm going to have to move because I get excited it's when fine. I talk about this one. And my free arm starts going like this. Yeah. Uh, 2.20, Flea's head banging. He's well into it. I wrote down, this is youth. Yeah, it's youth personified. Mm, youth personified. The youth hot chilli peppers. The red hot youth peppers. <laughs> we, we know where this is <laughs> where going. <laughs> <laughs> the red hot chilli youth. And there's one more peppers. Do <laughs> uh, oh, no, we've done the youth hot chilli peppers. The red youth chilli peppers. That's it. It's the, it's the worst one. <laughs> 218. Now, what you can lose at this kind of gig, where it's not necessarily your stage, it's not your setup, you have to make um, you have to make allowances for other things happening around you. So like at a festival, quick changes, you're being pulled on quite quickly, or here, where there's other stuff going around. And the skating as, is as at least as important as the music mm. for this piece of um, performance art. Performance art. It's, it's, it acts hand in glove. Yeah. What can happen is you lose the sound quality. Mm. Whereas here, I think, yes, you have to accept the fact that it's from 1987 and it's on VHS and it's, it's been ripped from that. But I think the sound quality, once you accept all that, is, is fantastic. You can really hear the bass punching through. Jack's yeah. drums are sounding great. Yeah. Hillel's guitar sounds awesome. The whole mix really works nicely. The mix, nicely. I think, is, is really good. The only thing that flashed through my mind listening to that is I would have liked to just have Hillel an ounce louder. Mm. Only an ounce. Only an ounce, and that's not a weight of volume. No. It's not a measure of volume. It is, and that's probably why they weren't able to do it. How much does the soul weigh? Uh, The soul is, uh, oh, uh, 21 grams. Oh, is that how much it is? I was yeah. thinking of Will Smith, 10 pounds. Uh, no, <laughs> Which is too heavy for... 20, 21 grams. 21 grams, there you go. That's uh, 
Almad, what's it called? Go on. It's a, it's a, it's a short film. It's not Almodova. It's a pen and that Australian actress from Holland Falls. Oh God! I mean, this is just humming. Who can't remember the name of that? But Australian it's not actress. Almodova. It's my other favourite actor. Keep my thinking. I want to name that Australian actress. Oh my fuck. Back uh, in 1986, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and into 1987, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers played oh, God, live on numerous King. occasions, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts, and, yes, uh, well done. Fantastic. See, I did that while I was Yeah, while you were doing the golden content, that's Incredible. very impressive. Uh, but it's, uh, I believe 21 Grams was directed by the same director who directed A Mod of Pedoth. Yes, that's who I'm thinking of. Yes, but he's got an unpronounceable name. Ah, Irinis, Irinis, Irinis. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, well, as, as you say, it is unpronounceable. Yeah. 218, what you can lose at the setup, which I've said. 230, what a sound. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, Sam, this chair will be changed after this. Fine. Bit. 230, what a sound from Flea. We're talking about the quality of the sound. Yes. What a little bass solo he does. Yes. That's how you make a name for yourself. Man Alive. He can play the bass. Yes, he can. He's really, really good. And to see him going at it like that, and I tell you what, he's not. In, but he's going hammer and tongs. But he's hitting it. So, he, he's playing it so well and with such precision. There's no bum notes or anything. It's all top quality shit. Yeah, and this is a gig where Flea's not. Maybe it's because of lack of space. Because the Swan's given it a lot. Yeah. But the other guys maybe don't have the space to. Because it's not a huge playing area. Well, the thing is, the last thing you want to do is fall down into the halfpipe. Well, quite. Then you've got Tony Hawk or Steve Caballero landing on top of you and bad yeah. things can happen. Yes, yeah, exactly. And not only that, it's going to mean that you probably get unplugged. Exactly. Or Mark Gator Radowski, because yeah. who knows what he'll do with you. Shush, I was going to make a, a, a reference about him, but he's a dangerous man by the time. He is, okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Mark Gator, if that is your real name. Yeah. Radowski. Sure. Anyway, let's get, move on. Yeah, let's move. Let's, let's close it. Um, 302, the swan just about makes it. As fast as he's trying to go, he nearly runs out of breath. Ah, uh, well, he he freely admits himself that he is a singer who uses a lot of breath. Well, and, and so is more, is more likely to run out of it than mm. maybe some singers who use less yeah. breath. Well, he just hasn't got, uh, certainly at this time, and, and I don't think he ever necessarily has, he hasn't got a great level of breath control. You're saying it's a lack of lung capacity? He's got no, small no, lungs? No, 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 a lack of breath control. And you, as a man who takes singing lessons, would know about it. Well, I know more about it now than I did. Um, and, and clearly more than the swan knows. Well, no, I think the swan, the swan knows about it. He, he just, he, he, use it, he allows that breath to, to go out. So, so maybe not a lack of breath control, but he just uses a lot of breath in his delivery. I think he forgot to take a breath. Maybe well, that, that is also, breath control. Well, that also can happen. Well, that, no, that's just... Um, not breathing. Bad memory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, if you have to think about breathing, you're in trouble. Anyway, Hillel's trademark solo style. Yes. Um, what he loves using that whammy bar. He does. He loves using that whammy bar, and he's very aggressive with it. And I've got a little bit of a GTP to make here. Nice. First one of the evening. If you, the Strat is notorious for uh, going out of tune if you're using mm, the tremolo says, arm, the whammy bar. Yeah. I, mean, I, I say tremolo arm more than I say whammy bar. Well, the problem is, if you live in the UK, there is also a suite called a Wamba. Yeah, and so, you know... You don't, want to, you don't want to get those mixed up. The amount of times when we were playing live, 
Yeah. And I was trying to get some 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 vibrato out of my wham bar, trying to get some tonal variation. Yeah. I was just holding a big pink sweet. I know. And it, the thing is, when you're playing in a hot club, hmm. uh, they are very bendy. Yeah. My wham bar kept flopping over. It essentially melted. Yeah, that is true. If you've got anything like a wham bar, a refresher bar. A stinger. Yeah, st- exactly. I haven't had a stinger for a while. They will bend over if you're in hot conditions. Try yeah. eating one in, for example, the Bahamas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's doable. It's fine if you hold it above your head. If you're just trying to eat it, it's not necessarily a problem. If you're trying to use it as a as a, a, a tremolo arm, then you've got. It's problems. almost impossible. Yeah, I've I've mentioned this video before, but it is worth checking out again. Um, the Dave Lee string changing trick that he used for Frusciante. If you search that on Dave Lee's channel on YouTube, he will show how he, Dave Lee, Dave Lee. Um, rigged John's strings to allow for John to aggressively use his uh, wham bar mm. without the strings going out of tune. And it's, a, it's very clever. He's essentially trying to lock off the string, which if we're talking about um, wham bars, which we are, tremolo arms. Mm, sure. The other way, of, the other kind of development was locking tremolos, which is yes. which are what the Floyd Rose tremolo system was the origina- originator of that. You'll be thinking of guitar players like Nuno Bettencourt. I certainly am. Yeah. Um, Eddie Van Halen, yes. other people who use locking tremolos on their guitars. And what that They meant, are numerous. Yeah. What that meant was you had on the, the nut of the guitar up at the top, it had literally had locks that you screw up with an Allen key. Down at the base on the tremolo, it locks in like a vice again. Mm. so there is no string slippage across the nut there's no string slippage on the tuning pegs it's literally held static i was going to say no strings attached but by the sound but they're six they're six at least um if you with a locking tremolo if you break a string you're screwed because everything goes completely out of tune get another guitar well quickly as well because in the middle of a song Mm. um if you break a string and you've got a, a, a strat style tremolo it does affect the tuning, but it's not as bad. So you can... John will break a string and you can use those videos of him then carrying on and getting away with it. I suppose the thing to remember is that if you're playing in front of hundreds or thousands of people, hmm. you're a decent player. You're an experienced player. Yeah, exactly. You can cope with it. Yeah. And specifically, the people that, are, that improvise more than play pre-planned solos. It's fine. Yeah, but you've got to know your way around the fretboard, but you've got a fighting chance of getting away with it. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah, a fighting chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was out in LA. Should yes. we move on to the next that one? Was, that was our new podcast, the Tremolo podcast. <laughs> the Wamba podcast. Yeah. And the, well, that, that can diversify, as we've said, into confectionery. And, uh... Well, interestingly, we've already talked about our new podcast, the Blue Tech podcast. And a, a, a hot Wamba yeah. is very much like Blue Tech. <laughs> <laughs> Okay then, coming out of me and my friends at mediocre volume, but oh, I haven't changed the chair, I'm still sat in the squeaker. Don't we'll, worry. Uh, we'll change it, the next changeover. Okay, I, me and my friends, I thought that was a really good performance of, of me and my friends. The problem with the swan being ahead of the uh, music is intensified, 
and gets even worse in Black Eye Blonde. But which it we haven't must, watched yet. No, which we haven't watched yet. But it must be an audio... Uh, it must be a problem. It must be a problem. Uh, well, I'm not sure it is, but it might be. How, how else could you be so consistently Adrenaline. Adrenaline. Well, possibly adrenaline, but... Okay, we'll put it down to adrenaline. But that, that audio issue, he's stood so close to the drum kit that you can hear the beat without any amplifi- amplification at all. Yes, true. Uh, okay, it's down, purely down to the adrenaline gland. I mean, the guy is... He's adrenaled up to his ass. He certainly is. He's had a wham bar and he's got lots of adrenaline flowing through his body. All right, so fine. All right, uh, uh, forgive me, sound team. Yeah, yeah, because I think the sound team, like I said, have done pretty well here. I can't vouch for the onstage mix. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no one can. Um, 409, you get a big wide shot of that setup, and it's a really impressive setup. It's lovely. With, as Amos described the setup, I butchered the reading of it slightly, but different types of ramps. During um, a couple of these songs, I actually think it's a bit more during Black Eyed Blonde, you do see a lot of people skating on a baby ramp. Well, it reminds <laughs> me of, of when you, know, you go to a swimming pool and you've got the big pool. And then the baby pool. Yeah, and it's you've got like that, and you've got a little bit of wood, curved wood, connecting them. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, on here, I think what you should have is these professional skaters skating in the big pool, and then some some toddlers. Maybe you go on the little. Yeah, me, you, you on your camp out. Yeah, no, because the problem is, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be able to handle that little. Ramp. You could have done. You could have done it like you did before you got the camp park and just run around the pool. I could have, or I could have used my scootech. Oh, you had a scootech with was was your scootech the one with big. Blue foam wheels. Yes, yes. What a piece of kit that was. It was a fantastic scooter. The only problem with it was, and I tell you this out of personal experience, Go on. it had huge sc- screws at the back. Uh, and I don't know what they were for. for Doing the tricks. Back wheels, maybe, or whatever. There was no, no, they standard. were just screws. Okay, yeah, well, whatever. Is that, is that what they were for? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. But they were big. And when you scooted back with your Catch right leg you and you hit yeah. your leg on those screws... And I bet it was the inside of your uh, ankle mate, bone. I'm telling you now, it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. It was ridiculous. Why I hated you... it. <laughs> and it stuck with me. Why didn't you go down to a hardware store, buy yourself a... a hacksaw and, a and hacksaw saw them, and saw them off. off. I didn't know hacksaws existed. No. How old were you at that point? I was, well, it was in 1987, so I was minus four. But that's... Yeah, well, quite. You were yet to be born. That Scutech, though, was an enjoyable machine. It was decent. I used to take it down to South Sea Skate Park. Yes, you did, didn't you? And I, well, I took my... I was, I was skating in Graf at the time. You were, My yes. Graf roller boots. Yeah. On, quads, on, on quads. You on your boots. Yeah. Looking good as well. Dropping into the devil's toilet, I think it was called. Yeah, I mean, I never dropped into the devil's toilet. I, I probably just carried it around under my arm. What, your scooter? Yeah. <laughs> they, they weren't foldable in those days either, so it was pretty difficult. Well, no, because nowadays you see kids go around those mini wheeled scooters or yeah, even no, powered this scooters. Was, this was full size. You had to power that scooter <laughs> yourself, and with each sweep of the leg to power yourself, you chipped, <laughs> yeah, chipped more and more off your inside ankle you know. bone. Well, it was one of those things that happened infrequently enough that you forgot about it, yeah. and then when it Until did, you, happen, did it. you remembered it. Yeah. And you thought, motherfucker, oh, fuck, that's painful, yeah. yeah. I want to get rid of this scooter. <laughs> and get myself a Ken Park. Well, yeah, and then get rid of that. Do you remember, do you remember, the, do you remember those little skateboards that we had? Oh, <laughs> mate, they were the most dangerous thing in the world because we took them to our, our Mine, Easter. We used to go up to see another part of our family and around their house, this is my abiding memory of them, mm. around their house 
they there was a green a green in the middle yeah. but a very smooth tarmac a tarmac surface a tarmac it was like a racetrack almost it was great well, yeah it was it went, went, went near our age yeah yeah but these decks were about oh yeah what a two foot long or foot and a half, half foot and a half foot and a half square almost square yeah and the um the trucks, mine had snoopy on it Mine was green, but the problem with them was <laughs> so the trucks were so close to the to the front and the back yeah. that if you put your foot too close to the front or back, instead of being able to do tricks on them, yeah. you just nose planted into the concrete. I spent yeah. a lot of time during one Easter with my with my foot and a half deck yeah. going down that that kind of if fairly anybody- shallow gradient and constantly face planting yes my knees my knees and arm well, and elbows pads were, pads were unfashionable yeah well, we wouldn't wear them i was just scat just trying to scab and before it could happen I, oh my i was a wreck i had one I, I don't know what i did with it i didn't certainly didn't skate on it no they but were genuinely dangerous if anyone else had a one of those little square skateboards <laughs> <laughs> they we got them before we got the proper decks oh yeah of course yeah yeah then we got the proper decks and really you know, and then really, fell off them really a lot as well. <laughs> <laughs> but what we did do and what i do have good memories of during that period um around that green was we did downhill races on oh it was lovely on anything we could find yeah so like little, little kids toys. little yeah. kids yeah, toys because yeah. I think our our cousins were little kids, so there's a lot of. Well, and we we were we were little to a degree. Yeah, I think much, I was just slightly bigger. Than I mean, I now. was probably only nine. You're a man of the nineties. Yeah, I was. Yeah, so that, good times, but good very times very painful. Anyway, should we talk about the chili? Yeah, yeah, we shall. So um, a bit of Magic Johnson there before me and my friends. Nice to hear. But what uh, an example of just how early stuff gets written and then gets used later on. Mm. Because yeah. that's pretty much fully, that is Sounds a fully, fully formed drift. Yeah. The only the only thing I wonder is whether the Swan hadn't written his his part. Because if that were me and I was stood there and they were playing it, I I feel like he would have broken into it. Yeah, I think you're right. It's um, but maybe not. Maybe they were just doing it because they were they were sort of announcing the skaters, weren't they? And the skaters were coming on, so maybe they were just doing that as a. But I felt like the Swan could have easily broken into it unless he hadn't written it. I don't think someone it, will tell me when exactly when he wrote it. So. Yeah, and I don't think it was. I don't think he'd done his bit, and I think they were just they'd come up with a jam because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a jam that later on progressed to more of a full song and made. They're of a the jam album. band. Yeah, um, yeah, but what, and, and Amos talks about it. An interesting idea that you've got two people that weren't in the band at the time of release. So how that song developed moving forward is is a mystery. Well, that's right, and it it, well, it, it became a. An important song for the band, and a, I, as a song, as, as an as a as a person who discovered them later on, a song that I latched onto in a big way. Well, we used to love doing the uh, the intro, didn't we? We did. I, I, and, well, we still do. I can vividly remember, not with you, no, uh, <laughs> with, not, with a, with, not, a be, with a better friend. No, not that I want to cut you out, but uh, on my leaving do for school, yeah, um, walking around and, and drinking and that kind of thing, but constantly performing magic johnson yeah as i did on my leaving day with a better friend <laughs> with someone else yeah, just did it with someone else and enjoyed it yeah, more yeah. than when we did but it is a song that is instantly recognizable hmm. lovely to rap i mean it's a great rap i mean i really enjoyed it on my leaving day of school with it with my better friend, <laughs> <your> better friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope i haven't hurt your feelings you haven't at all oh good 
and I'm going to start a new podcast with my best friend. You can tell I hadn't hurt, didn't want to hurt your fingers there because I really tilted my you head. You did, yeah. You said you look like um, uh, Hammond, John Hammond from Jurassic Park. Ah. When he, uh, lovely Richard Attenborough. I when, thought you meant Richard Hammond from Top Gear. No, no, no. <laughs> John Hammond in Jurassic Park, when, he's, when he is concerned about what's happened with the park, yeah. has a bit of a speech to someone and he really tilts his head down like you did. Well, I think it's a sign of sincerity. It's a sign of something. It's a sign of a loose neck. Mm, exactly. You can't, you're like a wobbly head. You're like, I hope I haven't hurt your feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving, moving on. <laughs> moving um, on! No, we're moving on now. Why I like this version, me and my friends, and why I prefer the live versions, <laughs> is... Yeah. Stop it. No, I'm fine. Is you don't get those terrible overdubs like we moaned about when we listened to Wump. Yeah, well, no, exactly. Really works nicely. And it sounds big, this yeah. version of me, my friends. Stop yeah, it. it <laughs> um, uh, well, we both picked up on at 6.34. Um, take it, Huckleberry. And then the swan's head movements here oh my God. are outrageous. Yeah. I mean, again, it's the loose neck. He just did what I did. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised. Well, I More vigorously. Him. How was he talking at the time? <laughs> we, won't, we don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But I, what I do know is when your neck goes that loose, it does affect your voice. But genuinely... It's like a golf swing, that head. He takes it's it ludicrous. as far back as possible yeah. and as far forward as possible. And with that long hair... Oh, it it's a great ...produces... Thing. I mean, there's some fantastic still photos of him during that... You know, well, many eras, but doing that... Yeah. It is a tremendous sight. It's a trademark Best move. caught still, I have to say. It's a trademark move, but when you catch that full flight, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. It's like that classic photo of me, and I, I know you know which one I'm talking about. I, I do. I put it on a plectrum. You did. Several plectrums. You did. I had long hair, and I was throwing my head back. You did. Those were the days. Now you've... you've anyway, got- <laughs> um, lovely rail slide from that skater at 6.49. Yeah, well, the skaters are doing their best. And That's me. I, I wrote that. That isn't from Amace. No, no, rail slide. I know what a rail slide is. It, well, I do too. It's when you slide on the rail. Well, you slide along the pipe, hmm, the, the, the coping it's called, actually, isn't it? Oh, on the top of a half pipe. Now we're getting technical. The rail is the grab rail on the skateboard, on the deck. Do, I would just like to say, Hillel, great to see him. Yeah, it sounds great Sounding as well. fantastic. Yeah. Um, produ- producing, A, great guitar playing, but B... Good backing. His, yeah, good backing, but also his physical presence and the way he you know feels the music hmm. obviously very reminiscent of uh, the man who shall remain nameless at times of course but Hillel is a powerful figure on stage as well I mean they call him yeah. slim but he is he's he's got a presence to him hasn't he I think he, he was a tall man yeah yeah he's got yeah big hair certainly he's uh, wild hair yeah but I just think it's you know it really is as I, as I touched on earlier, having sort of really found this era more so than ever, to see Hillel on stage is, is an absolute pleasure, and to hear him playing his heart out is wonderful. At 7.10, you've got, that, you've got the point where the swan stands in a pose, arms yes. to the side. That is, conf- that is a man standing there saying, I'm confident. I'm the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. I am confident that I can sing just ahead of the rest of this band. Yeah, I, I will sing slightly faster than, than needed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I will be able to do such amazing things with my neck. Oh, uh, well. And, and my head. I think, I think 
Yeah, I think he, A, is celebrating his neck and hair power. But B, I think you're right. This is a band who, who really felt they were on the cusp of something special. Maybe he was singing ahead of the beat because his uh, frontal lobe was pasted to the top of his skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always in and around that area, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to B.I.B. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, Black Eyed Blonde. Coming straight out of Black Eyed Blonde, let's go to the local man. Hey, Mace. Black Eyed Blonde was also played live in the skate film Thrashing with Josh Brolin, of all men. Yes, of course. Yes, indeed. It's a classic chilli song of the time and a classic film. Hmm. I can't vouch for the film, but I can vouch for the song. Can you vouch for Josh, Josh Brolin? Yes. What's your favourite JB film? Uh, Avengers Infinity War. Really? Yeah. He's a great Thanos. Mine? Hmm. Goonies? No. Uh, the remake of Old Boy? No, that's my, probably my least favourite Josh Brown. Well, my least favourite, but also my second favourite. So it tells you what I think about him. Oh, crumbs. Go on. What's your favourite? No Country. Oh, yeah, yeah. A film I find desperately, desperately overrated. Come on, mate. You've probably never watched it. Of course I've watched it. He hasn't. He I, hasn't. Could, I couldn't overrate it if I hadn't watched it. <laughs> yes, you could. That's the sort of thing you do. Right, moving on to the chilies and right. off this Josh Brolin debacle. All right. Well, uh, look, let's. Should we instigate the first poll ever? Fine. Second. What? Is No Country for Old Men a good film? Yes or no? Well, you say we're going to instigate this poll. This, this is not instigating a poll. Right. Instigating a poll is oh, me doing it on Twitter. Yeah, it did. <laughs> just because just you try, just because you say I'm going to instigate a poll, doesn't just pop oh, no, up on Twitter. No. Okay, sorry. Super, super, super tight, that band, on yes. Black Eyed Blonde. Again, we won't vouch 100% for this one yet. He calms himself down. On, I think uh, he's on the verge of being calmed. But Hillel, fantastic Warren verses. Yeah. That, that rhythm section, that guitar, it's so, so good. And that chorus is so tight. And then straight into the next verse, because it's big, 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 fast, 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 this song. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, it's watching them in in this formation, you know, the, these four guys. Yeah. It it it's a double edged sword, isn't it? We love them as they became, but but yeah, they what, were what? they were they were one hell of a band. At yeah, this they, time. yeah, they really were. They really were. Um, yeah, and the longevity of the band—you never know what's going to happen and what what no. would have been produced, the way it's going to go. No, it's history. I, as you know. I believe that out there is every permutation of every possible thing that could happen. You do believe that. And so, because the universe is infinite, and so, as you know, if the universe is infinite and never ends, then there must be an infinite number of Earths. We're not, I don't want to get... No, we're not going to get into this whole... Down in, 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 this is our other podcast. Yeah, the Infinity Podcast. But, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an infinite number of things that could have happened. And what did happen, we love. In our, in our time. Yeah, and what happened, we love. Um, but, you know, we, we, are, we are looking back, and we will look further back at the, the, the earlier Hillel album. And, and, you know, it wasn't to be. 
No, it wasn't to be, but we can enjoy this. Yeah, and we are. We're certainly enjoying watching this, um, this yeah, skate park fantastic. video. Great role from Jack, because he's just behind there, keeping the groove. He's oh, not. He's not what the drumming was to become No. Uh, later on. He's he's much more restrained. He's much more just a, a backbeat kind of player, yeah, yeah. I think. But at 9.29, there's a fantastic role from Jack. It's so, so cool. So of all the timestamps I'm going to talk about today for this gig, check out 9.29 on Stipe Mate's version of this. It's so good. And that vocalising section where it breaks down, it's just the bass. Yeah. And it's the call and response stuff. It's super tight as well. It is. Absolutely. It's super tight. They're sounding great. They look fantastic. In full voice, I think you'll agree. Fullius voicius, I think, is the Latin. It is, and that means full voice. Yes, it does. So, shall we move on to fight like a brave, or in Latin, fightius likeius a bravius? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Coming out there, a fight like a brave, and I'll tell you what, things have locked in big way for this one. He owns this tune. He owns the stage, he owns the tune, he owns the world. Well, not the world at this point, I would disagree, mm. but he certainly owns that half pipe far. and that mini ramp, yes. that baby half pipe. Yeah. Although, would you want to own that? It's what, that large. setup? Yeah, it's quite large. Well, I'll yeah. tell you who would want to own it. Who? Amos. Of course he would. If we could gift it to you, Amos, we would. It's a really different vibe, this tune, to the first three. The first three were much more kind of funky yeah. tunes, and this is a straight-ahead rocker. Yeah, you're, you're, this, straight away I thought, this is certain now, this is my favourite song I've heard tonight. Yeah, and there's no doubt about that. And I think that sort of feeds into the Swan's delivery. He's no longer, he's, he's in, he's locked in, like you said. That's great. It sounds great, it's a great tune. They've either sorted out the sound mix or his adrenaline levels have gone down. That adrenaline gland has finally settled down. And say what you want about this one. But my God, does he work that free hand. Always. But in this era, he is throwing shapes, making angles like yeah. you've never seen before. It's a... It, it's a <laughs> oh, the noisy chair. <laughs> the noisy chair's being replaced, but it's fallen into a green bag. That free hand is something which has always, like you say, it's always been there and it's always been one of his trademarks. Less so nowadays, more so in those days. I, li- I agree. I like it 1228, timestamp. That lovely kind of vocal, nice chorus vocal pickup. As the swan completes the verse, the other guys pick up the backing singing and then the swan comes in on the second line. Mm. I always enjoy seeing a band interact vocally together like that. Yes. So somebody's finishing off, somebody's picking up. Well, I think it just shows a, a certain level of professionalism, certain level of tightness. Yeah. Which you want to see. That's what we're talking about. You enjoy. During this gig, the, the musical section of the bands, and you know, we're glossing over now the earlier part when the swan was a little bit too adrenalised, or there was a problem with sound mix. I do. They're tightened up now, and it, they are so, so good. Mm, yeah. o- on top of that half pipe, in that little section, in 1987, on that particular day, on that particular 
chessboard. Oh, I tell you will. what, I did see on Twitter. Go on. Was you know this thing where you say, "Tell me X." Without telling me X. Yeah, and I'll answer with Y <laughs> yeah. without saying Y. Yeah. So tell me you listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers without telling me you listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What did you say? Well, I didn't. I didn't say anything. Right. Uh, but I believe it was uh, someone called Holly. Right. Said it was just a black hole. Ah. Right. I, so I, I I thought yes. I I know what that means. Go on. And then I was going to put. About the chessboard, you know. I thought that would be something you could say to Chili's fans and they'd recognise it. So, I mean, it's a deep dive if you recognise the chessboard reference. Well, it's a deep dive if you recognise the black hole reference. I mean, it's, it's such a deep dive, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's in Funky Monks when they're, talk- when they're looking at that porn and they're saying... Oh, it was ju- it was yes, indeed. Yeah, it got a whole fist up inside. Yeah, yeah. So right, they- yes, fair play, Holly. So I mean I, I thank goodness I I, I recognised it and I then, hence I was going to put the the Baron von Munchausen reference uh, but then I thought I don't know how to spell von Munchausen I was just trying to get involved yeah and I yeah. didn't I didn't know but no no that that is a good reference I thought about it yeah and then didn't do it yeah the black hole reference is fantastic yeah that's deep that's deep. Mm, it's so deep I've seen Funky Monks a lot. And you didn't know about and it. And I, I, I just You didn't just turn two that. together. No. And if I did, I came up with five. <laughs> yeah, which can happen. In an infinite universe, anything is possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the solo from Hillel here. Yes. It's a big one. And at 13.12, he picks past the bend, way past, past that tonal bend, that one-tone bend, which is the classic bend. Mm. He picks way past it. It either sounds great or terrible. And I'm not sure which. You're certainly more qualified than me. I didn't hear anything. I, I don't think I've ever heard anything. Really? How do you... <laughs> <laughs> you keep, every time I kind of pause, you fill in the gaps. Yes. I was just watching my lips move, presumably. Good timing. Yeah. No, I, I, I it's haven't been had... 50, 51 <laughs> episodes so far, and yeah. the 52nd being recorded now have just coincidentally good timing. timing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think I've heard anything from this band the Red Hot Chili Peppers that we've watched tonight that I haven't thought was good so there there you go there you go but I'm not as trained an ear especially to the guitar as you are no indeed I find that solo gets a bit messy at the end I think I think possibly there's a bit of delay put on or maybe it's just the the arena but I doubt that maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the adrenaline maybe it's the sound mix (laughs) (laughs) I tell you it's probably the adrenaline but when they cool back off and that and it hits back in they get back on that fantastic signature riff of Fight Like a Brave, yeah. super tight again. I tell you, something that I I just love Fight Like a Brave now. It's a good song. I know you said, did you say it was your favourite? No. No, you said Funky Crime, didn't you? Yes, absolutely. Funky Crime. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the best song on the album. You reckon Funky Crime is better than Fight Like a Brave? Yeah. Mm. I think Funky Crime is better than any other song that you have written that, that starts with F. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. Can you think of another one? Wow. Stop me Funky out. Monks. Yeah, it's not better than that. No, That's Funky Monks is better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, but it's, is not it even, better? it's not even the best song they've written that starts with the word funky. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, there must be more, though. Yeah, I'm sure there is. My Friends. Yeah, just take off the first word. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. But My Friends is better than Funky Crime. Yeah. Um, Around the fel- Fellowship. Yeah, fel- yeah, yeah. Fellowship. That's a real one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not because it's called Mellow Shit. 
fellowship flinky and flea major uh, yeah. flea flager. oh my god i said that last time as well to hamish <laughs> yeah something about fellowship oh my god I'm not now a man. <laughs> Am I now a man who calls Mellowship Slinky Fellowship Minky? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what you are. You're now a man who calls Mellowship Slinky Fellowship Minky and Anthony, Anthony. No, you've done that since the start, so. Yeah, but it's Fellowship. <laughs> the Mellowship. Lord of the Rings and Mellowship of the Ring. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I've I, got a mellowship. I've got a. You, see, you can see why, why well, it happens because yeah, happen. he does have a fellowship. Mm, he does. Catholic schoolgirls rule coming up. Okay then, Catholic Schoolgirls Rule. It's a dubious song. Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's dubious for several reasons, but primarily because it's not very good. Yeah, I have to agree with that. It's not my favourite Red Hot Chili Peppers song. I much for uh, Fellowship Minky. <laughs> yes, of course. It's not, I, I wouldn't even say, it's probably not in my top 100 Chili songs. No, it's probably not in my top 200. Wow, that is low. Yeah. Gong Lee, as you know, I'm a big fan of Gong Lee. <laughs> but I like Gong Lee. Would you place Gong Lee higher than Catholic Schoolgirls? At this moment in time, yes. Okay, so when it starts on and this that's version... Pr- just because I haven't heard Gong Lee tonight. For a while, yeah. On this version, they miss off the musical intro. There's an edit and it that just cuts That confused me straight away. Yeah. And you thought, why isn't it going... Why isn't this like Gong Lee? What the F? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, the F is going O. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you thought that. Yeah, and you, didn't you poke me? Well, no, you poked me. Well, I said, what, no, you said what the F and poked me. Then I poked you and said what the F is going out. That's basically what happened. And then, well, so none of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> what did happen is, we, we, we listened to it. listening to Catholic School Goes Rule. Yeah, it all happens. I'll say at 1543, Hillel does quite a peak. A peak, a Peter Buckish jump, or vice versa. Yes, there is, was it during this song that someone had a particularly nasty fall on the baby ramp. Yeah, and how did you fall on the baby ramp? I think you got hung up a bit. Yeah, his back wheels just got caught up. And yeah, he, hung up. Yeah, yeah, hung up. That's a that's a STP skateboard technical point. Here's another skateboard technical point. Go on, trucks. Mm, here's another one. <laughs> wheels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's see if I, let's see if Amos has got anything to say about this this one. All right. Fine, you could have prepared this early. I'll have to do I could have. No, concert. hang on, hang on. Nope. Uh, so we move past Catholic School Girls Rule. Not for want of golden content. No, just because we don't care much for it and not a lot happened. Then they move on, they do that kind of medley. Then you've got Whole Lot of Love by Led Zepp. You've got What I Saw by Funkadelic. Yes. And then you've got a lovely Sieg or segue mm. into Back in Black by OCDC. And the swan, I think you'll agree, I do. really handles this well because ACDC are notoriously difficult to sing to. First they have Bon Scott, but back in black, it may have been Bon Scott, it may have been when they had the lad from Sheffield come in, whose name I can't remember. Mm. But high, high voice. Back in black is such a great riff. Um, and God, the swan handles it so well. 
so well. Yeah. Well, that's that's the perplexing nature of the Swan. Sometimes it is over the years for many years. Hmm. Sometimes you think no, and other times you're compelled to think yes. yes. Okay, and I think this is a time when we both thought yes. After that very succinct summation of the Swan's performance of Back in Black by DC, shall we move on to Mommy? Where's Daddy? Coming out of Mommy Where's Daddy there. And the first thing we're going to do before we speak about this song, Sam, is go back in time a little bit to the start of this gig, this performance art. And one of the first things the Swan did Mm. was he did a flex, what you might call going to the gun show. Yes, that's exactly what I would call it. What bodybuilders might call pumping. Mm, Yes, yes. Or pumping iron. That's not what they'd call it, because pumping iron is a, is a specific thing. Sure. But the arm flex, you know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. You look confused, because you weren't expecting this quiz, and it is a quiz. Good. I love quizzes. I here have a list of names that may or may not be bodybuilder terms right. for that particular move. Fine. I where you comp- show off the swans. I, as you know, used to be a bodybuilder. Yeah, very much so. Did you? Yes. In what... In what uh, in what era? No, in what way? I used to pump iron regularly uh, in the mid to late nineties. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> now that is true. His first terms. All you've got to say is true or false. Fine. Sounds easy. I've got a pen. I'm going to yes. mark this. Yeah. I have one, two, three, four, five, Can six, you pump seven, that iron? nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Th- I've got fourteen terms here. Good. Okay. So you are making that motion in your arm. Is that called, in professional bodybuilding terms, sweeping the spike? I think you're going to have to go a bit quicker than this. False. False. So that's a cross. Is it called pumping the pickers? False. False, he says. Shit. I'm concerned. Shading. True. I don't know why, but it had to be because I've done two, two falses. The pudding skin. False. It's a cross for that. Is this all the same motion? Yeah, the arms. Fine. As fine. I said, it's yes, fine, they may fine. or may not be true or false. That's what worries me. Revealing. True. Quite similar to this next one. Revelation. False. The big polish. True. Inflating. False. It's just going to go true and false now. No. Here's another one similar. Inflating the arm bags. Ah. False. Can I change the other one to true? Inflating to true, inflating the arm bags to false. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rolling the dice. False. I'm, I'm, I've discovered a new air of confidence. Challenge my chumps. False. 
going potato. False. Maxing the flexing. False. And the last one, smelly work. False. Smelly work, he says, is false. So you've only claimed that one, two, three, four of them are true. <laughs> yeah. That might be too many falses. Can I change smelly works true? <laughs> I change smelly work true. <laughs> You're changing smelly, smelly work, work to true. true. <laughs> changing smelly work to true. So you've gone sweeping the spike false, pumping the pickers false, shading true, the pudding skin false, revealing true, revelation false, the big polish true, mm. inflating true. Inflating the arm bags, false. That mm-hmm. was a change. Yes. Rolling the dice, false. False. Challenge my. Oh, chap- actually, that might be true though. Can I change rolling the dice to true, please? You can do whatever you want, mate. Yeah, because you do that, don't you? You flick it out like that. If you're showing the swans, yeah, you do. Yeah. Rolling the dice is true. Challenge my chumps is uh, you've gone for false. Yeah. Uh, going potato. <laughs> false. You went false. Maxing the flexing. You went false. I will change that to true. And smelly work, you've changed to true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I change that back to false? I'll change that back to false. A lot of changes on smelly work. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Now, at the beginning, I said all of these may or may not be true or false. Yes. Oh, are they all true? The opposite, They're all buddy. true. They're all false. They're all false. <laughs> they're, they're all false. It was a completely nonsense quiz I made up last night. Ah, they're all false. But you do love a good quiz, don't you? I do. And that was a bad quiz. Smelly work, you went back and forth on. <laughs> <laughs> Smelly work. You managed to find a justification for rolling the dice, which, was, <laughs> which is nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the big polish you went for. That yeah, makes sense, yeah. yeah. You polished that off. Shading. Can you explain that one? <laughs> you claim that was... You went for shading as true. Yes, yes, yes. Maxing the flexing, you went as a late change for true. Fine. You never, ever thought going potato was true. No, no. Anyway, I had fun with that. Yeah, great. Enjoyed it. All right, let's get on to then Mummy Where's Daddy. Yes. Should we do a quiz about Mummy's Where's Daddy? Uh, uh, yeah, is it a good song or not? I actually like it. Yeah, you dug it, didn't you, brother? I dug it big time. I was dancing around the garage like a a man who was over-adrenalised. Yeah, or couldn't hear the sound mix properly. Either or. Huge drums from Jack here. Because the, the drum intro on, on Mummy Where's Daddy is, is cool, but here the, the drums are much bigger. This is just a power... It's a supercharged version of Mummy yeah. Where's Daddy. Yeah. Uh, well, in, in some ways, the whole show has been supercharged yeah i agree because um Adele's guitar sometimes been a lot more powerful than it has been but here the guitar on mummy where's daddy is very 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 clean pardon me guess cleans a whistle if you'd like i would um but here it's a lot more dirty it's got a lot more grit to it and what do you think i, I think flea's singing here is great He's singing and nailing fantastic bass lines at the same time. Not only is he singing, he's singing falsetto. Really good work from Flea. Check out the bass line at 1821 if it's you want to see an example of that. Um, and actually, Flea is, is prominent, and he was you know, prominent. He's still prominent. He, he's still prominent, but obviously with the man who shall remain nameless in the band, he, his backing 
abilities and is the necessity for yeah 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 no that's a good point very good point but then you come of course into the one hot minute era where he was thrust back into the limelight well not only back into the limelight but as a as a songwriter in his own right in his own right limelight right Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so that's how it happened yeah, exactly. Great summation of. But he can do it. He, you know, he's and he's got his own style. Of course, it's it, it can be a little bit more jokey, but it doesn't take away from the fact that he's he's in his own right. He's a a really good backing vocalist. I think it works great here. Yeah, it does. I like the bit where they're on a single mic. Um, the Swan yeah, and Fleer on there. That's, love that. that sounds okay. You can only. I tell you what. You can only get that close to someone and sing into the same mic if you're if you're comfortable. Yeah, comfortable with each other. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna do that with someone you've never met before. They were basically like right in on each other. It's Beatles esque. Dare I say it, it's extreme esque? Because say get, it. Yeah, I, well, I will. It's Beatles esque. It's extreme esque. Because um, you get a lot of that with um, Gary Shrewen going up to Pat Badger or Nuno, and they're so comfortable. They're not afraid to to, to exchange sweat and, and spit. No, and oh, those days when we could exchange sweat and spit freely. Mummy Where's Daddy says Amy Mace has always been one of my favourite Chili songs. Watching Jack and Halal playing here is an absolute pleasure. Such a funky drum beat and guitar part, so good. Yeah. And it is, it's good stuff. It it's is good stuff. deeply funky, deeply enjoyable. Um It's a it's a great groove. There's no there's no there's no two ways about it. It's not the album version, like I say. It's that the album version has got horns. It's much funkier. The guitar solo is much funkier. Here, Hillel lets loose with a scorching solo. Scorch, yeah. Um, but, uh, which ends on a dive bomb as well, which is just another chance to detune your guitar. But it's a fantastic strat sound. Oh, I love track. that, though, when, when he does that. Yeah. See, technically, you understand what it means. To us, untrained ears, we just think, yeah, it sounds great. But you can see him pushing down on the, on the wham. You can see him pushing down on the wham. Right, shall we talk about Love Trilogy? Yes. Of Love Trilogy, they've just done a laid back song with Mummy Where's Daddy, and then this one starts laid back as well. And we know it goes different places. I do question the idea of having quite a laid back song, admittedly, a supercharged version of a laid back song, and starting this one. Um, I don't know, I think it's fine, you know, the other one's laid back, the start of this one's laid back, but then it goes haywire. Well, the swan's. The Swan is impressive here. That intro is not the easiest intro to deliver on time with the music. There's right. a lot going on. Yes. And I think he pulls that off pretty Admirably. impressively. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love Trilogy, says Amos, is really tight. AK keeps up with the increasing speed of the song and remembers all the words. Yeah, which I think is absolutely right. It's delivered as well as could be expected, if not better. It's really good at timestamp 21.34, if not better than could be expected. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It's great at 21.34, as they all kick in. Flea kicks in with that bass line. It comes in really heavy. It's the Flea show. He is such yeah. a phenomenal bass player. I mean, but we know that, don't we? He's a phenomenon. He's, uh, 
No way, no way. Phenomenon. 22.30, another timestamp. There's that, another switch. Again, it's super tight. I mean, I will not say this is my favourite song that Jill has ever written by any stretch of the imagination. But is it in the top 200? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 199. Well, Gong Li is, is above it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Gong Li... I mean, you know, when you take everything into account, Gong Li is, 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 is a great song. Yeah, I know you've always thought about Gong, that about Gong Li, haven't you? No, I, I, I'm not a Gong Li fan, but I know you are. But to do this live is no mean feat, and to do it as well as they do it here... Is no mean feat. Especially with all those skateboarders skating around. It's no mean feat. Nice look at... Um, oh, nice look from Hillel to Jack um, as one, uh, one of the switch points at 22.37. To see that connection is, is super. I love watching live performances of bands where you can see that they're feeling it. Yeah. As the, first, the, longest, the longer this has gone on, the more you can see Flea getting into it. Yeah. We said earlier on he, he might have been a bit staid, um, but he's, he's well into it at this point. But there's a look particularly as Hillel looks back at Jack so they're getting the timing right on those switch points to make it sound so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's a look for the ages. It's great. Oh, it's for the ages. That's yeah. it. It's, <laughs> it's out. Back. It's out. We've been here a long time tonight, it's but back. it's back out. It's back. Uh, but I, I do, I do know what you mean. And there's, there's nothing better than that level of understanding and the level of quality. It's just, you know, it's great. It's and it's great to see. And this video, I think, is precious because, you know, there's not, there's not. An abundance of material from this time. No, there isn't a load of Hillel stuff out there that you can find, is there? And I think a lot of people maybe haven't found this one. Yeah. Well, I only found it because you... Found it. And I only found it because they may sent us an email saying that it was available and check it out. Check it out. Watch it. Check it out. Have a beer. Talk about it, yeah. Do it. Do it. What's nice here, and I think I've missed a song that it happened on, possibly is what I always enjoy is a shot from the side of the stage where you get those three guys. Um, commonly on the stuff that we watch, it is he who shall not be named at this point, but it is John. Yes. Um, the Swan. That and level Flea. shot. Yeah. And here you get a great... Somewhere on here, and I've, I've missed the timestamp for it, I'm sorry about that, is the point where you see Hillel in the foreground and the Swan and Flea in the background. Yeah. And it's, it's a marking time. fire then what did you make of fire I thought it was at, uh, I love fire live I've always loved it whenever they've done it even you know from here going forward watching them do it here it, it's it's emotional actually you know knowing that they've been doing it from the beginning you know from right back what got me here is I mean we I think we can agree that uh, My Lovely Man is one of our favourite mm. chili songs. Oh, God, yeah. And there's, there's an... Don't want to give anything away. No. There's, there's a connection between us because of the fact that we're brothers. There's a connection between us because we spend a, 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 an amount of time together and we talk about the Red Hot Chili Peppers a lot. We but do. we certainly have... And we played My Lovely Man countless times. But um, the line in that, just in case you never knew... Sure. I miss you, Slim, I love you too. Oh, yes. 
And to hear, hear, to hear, hear. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. That you, um, you have Hillel calling himself Slim, which is different from the, the album version. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. And actually, it, it really brings home why they've played it throughout, you know, throughout their career, they've continued to play this song. And watching them play it, in 1987 Mm. with Hillel with Jack that connection and that feeling must still permeate now to to this day when they play it yeah yeah and that's why they do it yeah and that is one of the ones from from this era that does get played live yes and is is out there more often than any other song from the Hillel era And, and Apart from me and my friends. Probably. Well, yeah, probably both. Probably, yeah, I tell you, there probably won't be much in it. But, yeah, it's a connection to, 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 to the past. It's a connection to, to that time and those two people who are no longer in the band. I wonder, because on the album, when Swan is introducing the guitar solo, he, he calls him Mr. Huckleberry. Mm. And here, Hillel calls himself Slim. Mm. Is that how... Hillel, is that the nickname Hillel thought was the strongest nickname for himself? Because given the choice, he could have said anything there as he's introducing his own solo, but he calls himself Slim. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it could be. Could, it could no, I don't, very who, much be. Who knows, but... but... But it's lovely, as you say. It's a great song and it's a great performance of a great song. But it... it really speaks volumes to, to their relationship and, and how things went and their way of remembering him. There's so many songs as well. It's not just playing this song. It's not just My Lovely Man. It's all the other songs that... Yeah, there's lots of... You know, they've written about Hillel. There's lots of Hillel tributes. And there there could well be another one on the new album. Yeah, of course. I I always do, when thinking of Hillel, just because of... It's My Lovely Man for me is the one. Because, yeah. because I oh, think yeah. it, it ties me to you in, yeah. in, in many ways. Yeah, yeah. And it's... I, I agree. Uh, My Lovely Man is A, a great song, B, a great tribute, and B, a song we've enjoyed together. So yeah. it stands up to the, the, the three tests. If they are the three tests. Which, in this case, they are. Then it passes with flying colours. I'll just close it off and say... Um, Lovely bits from Amos. Having watched it again, he loved it. Hillel shredding. A lot written about him over the years, but watching him play a full set, seeing his interaction with the rest of the band is incredible. That connection with Hillel and Jack was great. Thank you very much. Um, Jack's an awesome drummer as always. One of his favourite drummers. Um, Yeah, so lovely stuff from Amos. Thank you for that input. Thank you, Amos. That was short notice because I kind of... I didn't kind of email him two days ago. I did email him two days ago. Yeah. Well, wonderful, wonderful work, Amos. Thank you very much. Again, we, we said it before, we'll say it again. He's a man of, of knowledge when it comes to this period. And without the input of people like Amos and other people who've come to our aid over the last couple of years, we wouldn't be where we are today. It is plausible that I would be sat in my own garage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> doing this. Yeah. Well, maybe not doing this, but... Just sat here on Just sat on your own, yeah. yeah. That's completely plausible.
Moving into 2002, we go to Red Hot Chili Peppers Live Van Skate Park 2002, Orange County, CA. Now, first thing I'll say about this is this is a five-song set from a much bigger set. Right. And the way it's presented on MTV, MTV2 actually, for this broadcast, again, we're looking at Stipe, mate, um, is out of order. And we've seen that a few times before, haven't we? We have, unfortunately. So the full set was Give It, Scar, By The Way, Other Side, Don't Forget, World, Venice Queen, Lied and Minor. Okay, I think I know what all those are. I would hope so. What we actually see is BTW, Venice, Give It, Minor and I mean, Lied. Venice in that, that. Venice is clearly out of order. Though. Yeah, well, everything's out of order. Well, I know, but, you know, just... Venice thinking, Queen's right at the bottom. Thinking of Slane, Venice Queen should be at the end when it's dark and smoky. Okay, well, talking... It's not smoke, of course, no. it's steam. Uh, talking about Slane, this gig was from... 2002. May the 17th, 2002. Slane celebration of my birthday, of course. There you go. Well done. You were a man of 2002. Slane was August 23rd, 2003. So a decent time after. Yes. Um, 50 months pre-Slane this was, in fact. He's written that. I've written that down. Good research. Um, The album, by the way, was released on July the 9th, 2002. So that is about two months. This is about two months pre the album release. This is, again, another example of a band getting out on the road to promote... Getting out in a skate park to do a piece of performance. It's a promotional... It's a a piece of performance promotional work. It's Promotional performance work. Whichever way you slice it, it's PPW. Exactly. And uh, further to that PPW point... Is that your first PPW? It's the first time I've said PPW. Yeah. <laughs> sure. This is actually before the release of, by the way, the single. So nothing the crowd are seeing here they've, ever they've heard before. before. So it's, in many ways, it's PPPW. Well, it's pre-performance performance work. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever you said. <laughs> so now, they did this under a secret name. I'll give you the, its four-letter name. The okay. first one is The. Yes. Uh, none of this is false. You're right, fine. It's all true. Okay. Were they called Smelly Work? No, they won't. No. It's the OBC. Now, what does the O, B, and C stand for? The OBC. Okay, what does the C stand for? What? If you tell me the C, maybe I can join the dots. Maybe you can do the O and the B. Yeah. Okay, choir. Ah, okay. Okay. If you get this, I will make this promise right now. Okay, fine. If you get this, I will, I will give you £100. Fine. That's a university speaking the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, podcast and a, and a badge? Well, you've got a badge already, but I'll give you another one. Okay, great. Yeah, you can have £100 if you get the O and the B to connect. Okay. And, can the, I, and can I have a badge anyway? Yes. Great. If you connect the O, B, choir, hundreds of sweet, sweet pounds. Okay, and can you give me the B? No, and I'm not going to give you the O. Okay. The, if you get the first The outlandish word, bastards? Oh, mate, that's so close. Uh, what is it? But it's miles away. Uh, it's the Optimistic Baptist Choir. So uh, you went for the Outlandish Bastards Choir, which is not, you know, that is, yeah, that is reasonable. reasonable. Is it still presumably worth a badge and, and a lolly? I haven't got a lolly on me, I'm afraid. You can have a skittle. There you go. Fine. One skittle for that performance. Good. All right then, so let's go and check out the first tune, which is by the way. Standing in line to see the show tonight and there's a lot. Heavy clothes, 
Okay, so we're coming out of, by the way, at the Vans Skate Park, Dubry, in 2002. 2002. The link, of course, is the skate element. That's why we're going to call this episode the Skate Park Duology. The swan here on By The Way. It, the, it's not the first song played, as is alleged on this recording. No. So he is warmed up, but he comes in great on that first line, which is a tough first line to come in on. And he, he really pulls that off. I mean, of course, he, sound, he sounds wonderful. He looks tremendous. Yes, I mean, we are, we've said it before and we'll say it again, it's peak swan. We are 2002 swan here, so we all know what we're dealing with. Yeah. We're dealing with a swan who is preened to perfection. Did you say preened? Yes. That's fine. I just didn't hear you properly. To perfection. Yes. Uh, who sounds wonderful. Sounds good. He's got a vest on. Yeah. He's, he- he's heavily tattooed and muscular. Yeah. All wonderful. He's got nice kind of shorts on. Oh, he's got a lo- Well, they are shorts, huh? Are they yeah, kind they're of not shorts? kind of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> not kind of shorts. Well, they are kind of shorts because they're, they they're the, the mid-lengthers. Well, I have to say, if I, if I could take one thing out of the early 2000s, it would be the long shorts. What, they from, are, from your experience, from your wearing Everybody's experience. I want them removed from history. They're horrendous. Well, I've still got a pair. Yeah, well... Uh, that doesn't make I'm it sorry, right. brother. I enjoy no, them. No, I don't want to hear it, Ben. I enjoy I don't them. Want to hear it. I enjoy them. And I, as we've discussed before, my wife's daughter, Beverly, gave me a have pair of Have we discussed this? Yes, we have. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I think we discussed it during Slane when the Swan was wearing these red shorts. Right, you see my big, long red shorts. I've seen them, mate. Yeah, I've seen them. I'm very happy. Oh, no, with I've them. got no problem with those. They're fine. They're... Despite what you just said? No, as long as you only wear them in the house. Okay, but you did say you'd remove them from history. Well, if I could, I would, but I don't have that kind of power. Sure. You're not an all-overseeing god, despite what you might think. Well, no, despite what you might think. Hmm. Great when the band comes in. That's that's one. He does a very small jump at a one fifteen. Yeah, it's kind of he wants to, but he but he, he he's not quite in. into it enough. It's not the jump you see at Slane when they do the bullet time. And what we are going to say here is Slane quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but this, the jump in at Slane when they do the bullet. When oh my god, yeah, is lovely. Yeah, we are going to say. Slain a lot. It's a good mix here, though. Yes. And I know those two sentences weren't necessarily related. <laughs> it's because I looked down at my That's notes. Fine. I don't mind what you say. I looked down at my notes. I generally agree with you. I reread good mix, though. Um, the Swan does the, the wow, wow, wows well. I mean, yeah. this is all good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I do just have to say chocolate oranges are available at Rawlinson's. Brilliant. But I know you're going to say something else, but you've forgotten what you're going to say, didn't you? No, not at all. I just don't normally say that, so I thought I'd... Because Hamish said it Hamish did say it. So I just thought I would say it this time. And you're clicking your fingers while you say it. That's cool. Which is obviously a sign of conviction, ultimate conviction. Should we join it? Like a doo-wop thing. There are no monks in my band. There are no monks in my band. There are no saints in this land. There are no saints in this land. I've been doing all I can. I've been doing all I can. Live and die an honest man. 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 Slight whoopsie from Flea at 2.27. As it goes back from the loud bit into the quiet bit, he, he, I think he mutes a note. 
it's a mistake. And I, you know, we said, what a what a great bass player. Everybody right. makes mistakes, but it is there. Fine. No wonder he doesn't reply to our tweets. I keep picking up on mistakes oh, he made in God, I went to him this week. Got a load of support. Nine likes. Nothing back. Nothing. Nothing Flea. back. For goodness sake, Flea. Lovely John, John Fashante backing vocals at 227. This is, as we said, it's proto-slain. This is... Yeah, it's good stuff, though, from John. And there's a nice bit that we're going to come up to when in Venice Queen when John's talking about studying all the backing vocals. Mm. And it makes sense, the editing choice they make then, not to play the all of Venice Queen. Because yeah. the bit they go to is the bit that is... Well, should we just... We can talk about them as two, can't we? Yeah, but let's talk about... Um, finish By the Way First. By the Way First, of course. Yeah. And it, I'm sorry, it was me that went into Venice you Queen. You did, I, yeah. I do just want to make the point that I was going to make before the thing that just happened. John has gone for the classic, and I think all good rock stars go through this stage. Long hair, tight jeans, and a really pronounced moustache. It's that moustache, and it really shows up on the... Oh, man. It really shows up on the VT between, by the way, and Venice Queen. Uh, I, I love it. It's a belter. I don't know whether this is accurate, but for me, it puts me in mind of bands like the Eagles... Uh, Kings of Leon yes. have done that kind of thing. Yes, mate. It was when I was looking at it. I thought, what does that remind me of? And it is, it's um, it is the Eagles. It's, Maybe it's just that kind of look. No, it's a seventies look, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's I, Leonard Skinner. It's yeah, the Eagles. It's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely tremendous. John's a good-looking guy. We don't hold any punches, you know, about this. Well, I don't pull any. Yeah, you always said you don't any. hold any. No, and if I could, I would. I'd hold them, and I would wouldn't hold them or pull them. John's a good-looking guy, but when he pulls this off, classic 70s rock, John Frusciante. Mm-hmm. Might be my new favourite look. It's lush, isn't it? Just that tight close-up when he's talking about... Um... Well, it, no. I, it, yeah, when he's talking about learning the back of vocals, that's fine. He looks fantastic. But I spot it on just when he's on stage. Now, the interesting question I wanted to ask you is this. Is Frusciante going to go topless? On his return. We've talked about this with um, even back a long time ago with Dan Boyd. Well, but it, it, seeing this now... The simple answer is yes. Okay, is that the simple answer? Yes, because then later on, after we talked about this in, in a much earlier episode, it was like episode 26 or something. Well, that's probably why I can't remember. Then um, there did come a shot of John, modern John, sat on some steps, I think, with his top, top off. Yes, no. yes, you're right. Okay, I stand... Not corrected. But He's like the man in the orthopedic shoes, you stand corrected. Oh, is that? Yeah. That's fine. fine. That's, that's, fine. that's an Adam Partridge reference. I understand it's it. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't write in saying that's not fine. Because it is fine. It's fine. <laughs> that was also, also an Adam Partridge reference, yes, I know. Uh, so, <laughs> moving past Partridge. Yes. If you ever can. PP. I mean, if you are from anywhere who, and you haven't heard of Adam Partridge... Get yeah. on it. Get on the early stuff. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of later stuff that I, I simply can't endorse. No, and, and nor can I. And I, I don't know where I stand on this um, uh, this time with Alan Partridge stuff. Oh, I know where I stand. It's, it's wank. Right. I'd not find, in a good way. No, not a good wank. <laughs> no, it's bad wank. Yeah. I find some of it okay. But look, let's be honest. The good stuff is knowing me with that, know me, knowing you with Alan Partridge... And series one of I'm Alan Partridge. Radio 4, Know Me, Knowing You. It's fine, but it's not great. It, no, but it's a, it's a really good start. Yeah. That's where I started. Yeah. That's where I started as well. Know Me, Knowing You, the TV show. Yeah. I'm Alan Partridge, season one. And the best thing 
he's ever done. In my home, and there is some other stuff. IMHO, yeah, yes, yes, is um, I'm Alan Partridge series one. Yes, uh, I'm Alan Partridge season one is your favourite. I you prefer it. knowing me. I knowing love you. knowing me, knowing you. And if you want to go and check that out, please do. I'm happy to send you my very own DVD. Give you <laughs> what? Give, yeah, I will do it. Give me your address. I will post you my DVD if you need it. I mean, it must be available. It's on Netflix. Way. Fine, but I'm just saying that's how strongly I feel. So like. desperate I'll is this post man? It. Oh, I'm not desperate, but I'm happy to share. I will post it worldwide. Will you? Yes. Okay. Fine. That's a big. That's a big claim. Well, we've done it with badges. We've shown that the worldwide postal system does work. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Shall we move past the Partridge Promises? The PP. And go on to Venice Queen. And now it's time for you to go. And also, there's a bit where Flea is very magnanimous because on that VT, he is talking about John Fashanto's really bought something else, this album, with all his synthesizers and all the work he's wow. done. When, it, in fact, we know how Flea was feeling about, about what happened with By The Way. Yeah, yeah. But he's, you know, he's a big enough man to, to when, it, when he's front-facing and when it's a band thing, to, to say what he said and... Full respect. Well, and that, full respect to him for for doing that, and I'm sure in the fullness of time he's pleased that he conducted himself in that way. Yeah, I'm sure you're right because you know it's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah, he's a great man. I always enjoyed listening to Flea talk for two reasons: a, a or one. Yeah, a or one. I like his. I just like the sound of his voice. And two or B. Um, I, I generally enjoy what he has to say. Fine. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Perfect sense. And can I just say also... Chocolate oranges. That I also enjoy listening to John Fashante talk. And... For the same reason. Right. And the Swan also. And... And Chad. Great. And Josh. Yes. Well, and any other member of... Any the other band. member of the Chilis who's ever been in the band. Yes. Dave. Yeah. Um, Blackbird. McKnight. Yes. Anyone who's been in the band. Uh, Okay, fair enough. But but I will will say that I started... Eric Marshall. As you know, I'm a huge fan of Eric. That biscuit, that man called Biscuit who drummed for them for a very brief period. (laughs) Yeah, well, I love biscuits. (laughs) Who doesn't? Venice Queen, dunked in a tea. Venice Queen. Mm. This is great. As you say, it's proto-slain. John isn't hitting the highs on the backing vocals that he later hits. No. And the swan is slip, does slip up. The swan's a bit raspy on some of it. But 
Yeah. It's superb. It's just nice to see another live version of Venice Queen that isn't someone filming it on a, on a an, yes, an old mobile phone at a gig that's yeah. been professionally filmed. Yeah, it is lovely. We know we know the qualities of Venice Queen. But like you say what we get here is just another viewpoint of a great so and a and a time when they were performing it at their best really. Not maybe not quite at their best and that that's part of the enjoyment as well isn't it seeing them just before slain. We know how they peaked and they tweaked it. Peaked and tweaked. The old peak and tweak, it's like... The old peak and tweak paid dividends. But here we've got something which well, is... The question is, if they are going to play it again... Will which it I be, hope they do. Will it be that good as at the skate park? Will the swan be as good? Will John be as good? Oh my God, Ben. Ben! Do you mind if I call you Ben? No. <laughs> <laughs> for, for two reasons. One, A, it's my name. Yeah. And two, B, I just like the sound of it. Right. Well, in that case, I'll, I'll go ahead. Ben... Can you remember what my question was? Yeah, well, I can remember what my question was. Um, we don't know. We, <laughs> That's your so, answer. No. Yes, but we don't know. There's so many unknowns here. A. One. Okay. We can trust Chad. Yes. Yes, he's older. But wiser. He's wiser. Yeah. And, and that will serve him well around the kit. Certainly well. <laughs> um, Flea, older and wiser. That'll serve, serve him well, well around the kit. <laughs> B. This is C, of course. <laughs> Three now, now, now we're now we're to the unknowns. Okay, hang on. This one. Cool, don't just make me laugh and right, spit my beer out again. <laughs> right, now we're to the unknowns. The swan. I want to dig a little bit deeper. Cool. How muscly is he gonna be? Okay. My concerns are that he's His legs are thinner. He, that's fine, he's nearly sixty. <laughs> <laughs> but on the same breath, he's nearly sixty. Is he gonna be ripped? Iggy Pop's still very, very powerfully torn. Fine. And okay. he does look a bit like the swan. It really does. So, okay, so maybe that's not our primary concern. My main concern is, I don't, the swan ain't going to take his top off. Okay. Are but that's sure? not my concern. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Okay, fine. Well, if the swan is not ripped and he won't take his top off, that's a major development. I don't think John will take his top off if the swan doesn't take his top off. Fine. What will the swan sound like? That's, now, the, that's the key point. History suggests he's always on song when it comes to album time. Hmm. Touring time less so, and the longer well, the tour goes time, on. Yes, of course. The longer it goes on, it's, it's difficult on anyone's voice. I've been on a long tour. Well, you've been you've done two gigs and two nights before. Yeah, and it was. But the second night was a complete waste of space. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the first night wasn't much better. <laughs> but. Is he going to stand up? We don't know. We don't know, Ben. No, we Do you don't. mind if I call you Ben? No, it's my name. A, one, it's my name. <laughs> no, uh, no, you're right. We don't know what's going to happen. We can't predict the future. So we won't try. Is John going to take his top off? Yes. Is he going to sound as good as he did? Yes. Oh, great. At <laughs> <laughs> on this particular video. Yeah. Despite the fact this girl's never heard the song before, there's a very quick shot there of a, hi- a hippie-like looking girl. Yes. Who is... Obviously, the course is quite that last course is quite repetitive, mm. so she can get the gist they're going to say friend, but she does a kind of circle hippie shape with her hands, and that's nice. It's lovely. I spotted it as well. It's very I quick. just love to see the you know the result of music bringing people together, making people happy. That's what it's all about. Being at a skate park, if you can. Well, like, we can. We can't. There's one. We can. 
Can we? There's one in Sutton. Fine. And there's one in Hyde, I think. And no, it's closed. Time. Closed, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never wanted to go there for the last 20 no, years. No. Well, it was, it was there. I could have gone. <laughs> 15 years ago, it did exist. <laughs> I can tell you exactly where it once was. Yeah, well, I know exactly where it once was. It was by the police station. Yeah, it was. By, yeah. by, the, by the sports by police station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it at the police station. Yeah. And now it's going. It breaks my heart to say. Yeah. Are you opening right. a sponsor? Read, read the sponsor if you're opening it up. I will. We've got a brand new sponsor, and this is our first edible sponsor. We're over the moon. And why are we happy to be sponsored by this edible item? Well, because it's alcoholic. There you go. It is Joe and Steph's. Prosecco Gourmet Popcorn. Gorgeous. They sent this to us in a very convoluted way, mm. which we won't go into. No. But um, uh, suffice to say, Sam's holding his hand. And it's extremely it's trying difficult to get the thing open. Now, so, it is 5%, isn't it? Well, it, it was made using 5% uh, alcohol. I don't know whether it's 5% alcoholic popcorn. However, I am going to sample it for you. Okay. Is that a sealable... Because that's the sign of quality for It's you. a resealable bag. If you can tear off the top and it's resealable. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Prosecco popcorn. Joe and Steph, thank you very much. I'm taking... Of course, our brother is called Joe and our auntie is called Steph. Is this, their, is this their side company? So we've got three corns each. First corn. But all popped. Let's try it. A corn at a time for me. A corn at a time. Into the mouth. Now, first sorts. I like a sweet popcorn. Okay. One of my favourite popcorns is that kind of... It's not kind of covered in toffee flavour. It's covered in toffee flavour. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to break in here. Hmm. This is delightful. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if you'd have um, said... If you'd have blind taste tested me on this and said, what's the flavour behind this? It's mm. something flavoured of popcorn. Mm. I would have had a thousand guesses before I said Prosecco. It's just a sweet popcorn. It's it's a basically a popcorn covered in what can I be described as a sweet substance? <laughs> oh, no, not the sweet substance dripping from the lips. <laughs> it's delicious. So we say, Joe and Steph, thank you very much. Anyway, thank you very much to Brewdog. They've come in again. They're now obviously an internationally recognised company, and we are delighted that they sponsor a podcast of our size. Uh, this is Clockwork Tangerine. It's delightful. 4.5. I'm just going to do a mouth feel. I'm just going to take the clockwork tangerine to the mouth. I'm just going to do this. Here we go. Uh, into the mouth. Ominously telling, I would describe that as. That's a nice description. Ominously telling. I'm, I'm sponsored by Carling. Mm. Um, Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. They'd run out of Carlsberg, so I had to pay the extra price to be sponsored by Carly. It's a sponsor. Anyway, next song we're moving past <laughs> is Give It Away, I think. It's, uh, yes. Out of Give It Away in 2002 in that particular skate park. What a huge opening. This is loud. 
John's guitar is pushed more than it's normally pushed live. Mm. And I love it because sometimes I find the beginning of Give It Away, which on the album is a cleanish sound, it can sound a little bit anemic live. But mm. this is huge live. This intro is great. They're all, they're all going for it and it's a huge, huge sound. There's a big sound going on. There's a hell of a lot of energy. Swan, like you say, did you say he sounded a bit hoarse? I said he sounded a bit hoarse on, uh, a bit raspy on Venice Queen. Sounds possibly a little bit hoarse here. Not to the point of detriment. No, because I think he sounds really good. But yeah. he does sound a little bit hoarse. Um, but I say to the audience, come on, audience. Well, like you know ex- what you get, especially if this is, as it seems, a surprised appearance. Yeah. You get non-Chili's fans, of course. Yeah. But everyone knows Give Away. And this actually was the opening tune. Yeah. So it came angle. with pure energy. Unbelievable think, energy. Yeah, but I think whoever you are, you know Give It Away. Don't I don't, sure. Well, I don't know if that's true, though, Ben. But in 1991, it was massive. Yeah, it was massive for those who know about it, but I'm telling you... I suppose in 2002. But that's only... You know how time has passed on, because... Even since then. That's, no, 2002 was only... 11 years since. Yeah, more time of, has passed since then. If you yeah, play Give It Away to, to a young, you know, a young person today, yeah. I dare say they'd never have heard it. <laughs> and might. that is concerning. That is concerning. And we've but done our probably, best to remedy it. Probably true. I mean, my two grandchildren I see on a fairly regular basis. Well. Two of my grandchildren, whom I see on a very regular basis, mm. they know what it is. True. If you are... But that's because we do it. That's true. But if you are listening to this and you are under the age of 20, or should we go a bit younger? No, I think if what you're going to say is then you've never heard Give It Away. No, but you listen to this podcast and you're under that age. We'd love to hear from you. Because I, I have a feeling that our target audience or our audience is primarily older than that. Yes, we have no target audience. We're, a, we're, a, oh, yeah. we're an age-neutral podcast. Well, we are, of course, but I, I would imagine that there, there cannot be many people who listen to this who are younger than 20. I really enjoy this version and give it away. Um, apart from the <laughs> solos. No, you see, actually, they were going to be my primary points of, of point. Go on, then. Talk to me through your primary points of point. Okay, I'm talking about band power. I'm talking about feeding off each other. I'm okay. talking about the way that they do it. First solo, John is minimal. Can't stand it. But who provides the power? Is it Flea and Chad? The other members. Yeah. Second solo, John is power. Mm-hmm. He provides the power. The other members feed off him. I love that interaction. You still get the same amount of power, and you still you, what you get on the first solo is Anthony Flea going crazy, Chad obviously providing what he provides, and John feeding off that. Second solo, you get John going crazy and the other band guys feeding off him. I think it's it's just mutual consent. I'd love to. I'm glad they're all consenting. <laughs> yeah. What, I, I just have to completely disagree with you. All right. It always bugs me. It bugs him. It sucks all the energy out of the song. No, I don't. It's doing the first solo this Hang way. On a minute, Look, though. I'm happy to talk about building a song. Mm-hmm. And so there's two solos in this song. Mm-hmm. The first one is double length. The second one is half that length. Yes. Or you could say the first one is full length and the second one is, is, half, is, length. is, half, is half length. Either way. But to go way. that clean at that point in the song, I always find sucks in. And they can jump around as much as they want. But do they right. feel in their heart of hearts, but, do they feel, does Flea and Chad, 
Chad, Chad or Pamela Way, whatever's happening. <laughs> no, no, Does don't... Flea and the Swan yeah. feel in their heart of hearts that when John is playing that clean solo, that they are feeling it as much as if it was kicked into a higher gear? Yes, I, I believe they do. I believe they do. And I tell you what, if anything, the clean the, that that lesser solo to begin with just makes the second solo feel all the more I agree that, I agree that when you kick it in and you hit in the DS2 for that second solo So what's your demo man what's your problem My demo is I don't think you need to bring the song down to that point on the first What about solo? bringing it down later on then like they do How Yeah do that's fine that's fine And then but, and then go Funny enough I think on this particular version I think there's a little bit of editing hit there a couple of points on the bit before the big um the big snare roll into the end and the way the song ends, I think it's been cleverly edited to take some out. Cleverted, yeah, exactly. You can spit all the popcorn you want at me. You're not it, going to change your mind. I'm not going to. Okay, well, we disagree. But that's great. I love it when people... I love disagreeing with you as much as I love agreeing with you. Hmm. The point is, we both enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, and I really did, because it was it was... A really enjoyable I mean, version of Give It Away. I don't want to hark back to John's moustache, but I have to. Go on. It's wonderful. I, I, if John... I, I, I'm sure there are a lot of people listening to this who will agree with me when I say that John is a deeply attractive man. I think we've covered this ground about, <laughs> about 50 minutes. Yes, ago. but fine. But with that moustache... Yes. Does he look like, for example, the Eagles or <laughs> Leonard Skinner? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. It's nineteen. And a shout out to the Deep Purple podcast. I mean, I don't know if any of Deep Purple ever had that kind of moustache. They probably did. But we will thank. Let's give a shout out to Deep Purple podcast. Thank you, Deep. A big uh, supporter of us. Always very nice on Twitter. Oh, man. Love it. And he did, uh, as we know, Chad drummed on one of the members of Deep Purple's solo albums. And he put out Do I Smell a, a Crossover podcast. Deep, I think we're up for a chat. Absolutely. I'll have to do some serious research on Deep Purple before... before. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you need to do that. I think we'll just listen to the album that Chad drummed on. Oh, fine. And we'll talk about Chad's drumming. I, I mean, I would like to know a little bit more about Deep Purple than I do now. There you go. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Deep, for all your support. You got your big pop, Mozart, hot dog, acceleration, pop, pop, pistol, Jason, cap, pop, intimidation, Coming out of minor thing, mm. I'm going to have to quote Davina McCall. And I think you know what I'm going to say. Well, say it and I'll tell you if I knew what you were going to say. Tune Not only is, by the way, in the top two best Chili's albums ever recorded. Yes. Minor thing is one of my favourite tracks off it. It's got a potency and a power. It's a it's another PP that is un, unmatched on a lot of other songs that have been written. Well, I would say triple P. What would you go for? Potency, power, and purpose. Perfect. Would you care to add, <laughs> and, oh, would, it's yeah, a quadruple would, P. Well, would you say perfection for that tune? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, I would. See, interestingly, minor thing, album-wise, is not one of my favourites. I mean, we don't really give too much away, of course. Ah, uh, it's out there. I think it might be... The thing is, we're talking about an album here, which we can't... Well, we can. We've, we've already talked about this album. <laughs> so we can, we can give away anything we want <laughs> oh, yeah. to. Yes, of course. It's brilliant. Well, of course it is. Uh, minor thing, yeah... It's a great song, but I've always kind of considered it a kind of minor thing. Hmm. I probably said that on the on the on the thingy. But. Yeah, I think you did. The minor thingy. Well, yeah, but but here, no, it's turned into a major thingy. Hmm. This is shit up. Yes, it is. Anthony, the swan. If you if you ever if anyone ever comes to you and says Anthony hasn't developed and, and evolved as a as a performer and as a singer, fucking hell. You've only got to watch what we've seen tonight. The skate, the original skate park. Yeah. And then this. Incredible. Now, he is unbelievable. And the confidence. The confidence, Ben. The confidence of the man. What we saw earlier and on that um, the 87 version was a lot of... And we're talking about... Because this does have a rapping section, if, if, if you will. Earlier oh, yeah. on, we were seeing a lot of very fast delivery. The delivery was fast. Now, on Minor Thing, you have a great part where it all slows down and he goes to kind of half time and he delivers that rap section. Yeah. On the album, it's great. But it, on here, he delivers it so well. Yeah, yeah. Especially well, on the, the second time he does it and it rolls around for a second time. He maintains it just about, but he does. But there's also, a lo- you know, there's, there's, there's stuff here that previously we, we would have said he would have struggled with. It's higher in his, his register. He is flawless here. And not only that, he's fearless. Really? Flawless and fearless? It's the double F. He goes high, even higher, because on the first bit of... Ooh, 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 John does oh, it low, yeah, and he, he, he did the highs, he weirdly. Does, yeah. He does, and that's kind of strange, which I, I'd love to see. I mean, interactionally, if that's a word... I think we can make it a word. When, when the swan and John sort of harmonise, sometimes I think the swan... John's always super confident. Hmm. The Swan sometimes, but not so much. But here, it's just, uh, honestly, I was just filled with energy just by watching this. That's yeah. how I felt energised. But yes, when you're, when you, if you're not so confident, I mean, we're talking about Swan here saying he's not so confident singer. He is a professional singer. But when you've got someone who is as confident on harmonies with John, sometimes as the other person. And particularly during this period. Yeah, you have to think about what you're singing. So you have to kind of blank out the harmonies in order to maintain... Because yeah. otherwise the, the, the tendency can be... To join. To join yeah, the harmony. Yeah, no, that's... That. Uh, 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 and when I harmonise with you, it's, it's very, very difficult to blank it out. Unless you're a, unless you're a very good harmoniser, which I am not. But it's very easy just to slide in with, yeah with, just to go with with, yeah, with yeah. that kind and of that that is not harmonizing is it as no. i understand it well no that's then singing just in, together yeah. yeah so you're kind of sliding up if i'm singing the fifth up from your note yeah you don't slide in just slide up to the fifth yeah yeah that but that's what i tend to do because i'm not a good harmonizer no but you're not trying to be a good harmonizer you're just trying to sing the basic line and well, it's, di- it's difficult to, to hold the line Yes, it is. It is difficult, but and and I, and sometimes I think the Swan does does fall into that trap. You know, he's not a harmonizer. Whereas John, I think he is a harmonizer. I think we can agree, John definitely is a harmonizer. Yeah. Let's talk about that guitar solo because it does for me what I love. Ideally, and I'm a, I'm I'm a stickler on this sometimes. Of course, you are. 
I love the solo off the album for Minor Thing. And I think just play, just play that solo because it's perfect. John's not going to do that. But what happens here is he roots it in notes. There's three or four notes across there. Like, for example, the first big bend in that solo, you think, yeah, yeah, that's, I'm in. I'm in on this solo. And then he does other bits, he improvises a bit. But you get those certain points where he's hitting notes that you recognise off the album solo. And that is the trick. Well, and it's not what he does all the time by any means. And we're going to talk about I Could Lied next. And he doesn't. And I'm going to have a, a problem with the way he plays the solos. Yeah, a bit of a gripe, a bit of a moan. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it is nice when it's rooted in the in the bass solo. Yeah, but it can't always be, you know. No, but there's a point here on the Minor Thing solo when he he plays as spe- he plays a specific note when he goes down to the lower strings, the bass strings, and there's that note. Then there's a low, there's a bend on one of the lower strings, and you just think, yeah, that's out, that's off the album, and it's perfect. And it brings me back to mm. it. Just puts it's me. What back. you want? Yeah, I don't but, mind but, if you're thrown in improvisation. On the flip side, could you say that on other songs where you don't necessarily like the guitar solo from the album, it can be improved by an improvisation? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't think many times with John. A lot of his album solos are improvised anyway, and I. I kind of like them. Like I'm thinking more Blood Sugar there for yes. the improvised stuff. Like my lovely man solo isn't doesn't sound to me like a thought out solo. No, but I think we've been here before, haven't we? Is it possible that you, like it, it sounds like a non you know a non rehearsed solo that an improvised solo, so to speak, that has in fact been practiced before? <laughs> well, <laughs> not necessarily practiced to, to the point to perfection. Where, no, no, but you but know where you go. You know the elements. Yeah. And you know basically what's going to happen, and then you feel it, and that perfect felt version is then. Yeah. I think probably what you get with John is a player who plays around the minor pentatonic scale most of the time. Yeah, that you kind of know where you're going anyway, and you have your fullbacks. Because yeah. we, we, yeah, we know, like the tried and tested triplets, we, ha- we haven't spoken about them for ages. But there are certain things that he knows he can fall back on. If you're a minor pentatonic player, you're not the most adventurous player in the world. But you can sound passionate. Mm. And you can sound sk- and, and skillful and, and wizardry is yeah. achievable. And John, John isn't just that. We, we talked about Dave on that video where he was um, talking about the solo stuff in... I think it was... No, that wasn't that one. He, Dave was talking to a, a, a better guitar player or someone that Dave saw as a better guitar player and he said he was stuck in a minor pentatonic box. And it's an easy stopping point. If you want to get technically better, that's a big step going on from that kind of solo playing. Yeah. It's not a step I've taken personally because it's an easy fallback. And unless you've got time to really think about playing the guitar... You might not. You might not start doing that. I mean, there's many things I love about John, but his passion for self improvement is just incredible. Yeah, that's what that. And that's where I was going. John has stepped past that point. Yeah, but his comfort zone is rooted. Yeah, his there. comfort zone is rooted, and so yeah, he'll he so will fall many, back on that. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that I guess that's where signature sounds sounds are forged. Really, when you know you've got a guitar player who 
can fall back on something that's recognisable. Yeah. But they often do venture outside their comfort zone, but that signature lick... Yeah. I mean, mean, we talk about the same people all the time, but you know if Slash is playing something, you know pretty much know where he's going to kind of go because he has that signature lick. Yeah, he has that that signature lick. Yeah. Yeah. But, But I feel like John actually tries to push that envelope a little bit more sometimes. He's he's constantly striving, <clears throat> not only in his guitar playing, but also his, his sort of musical journey. It's not something that we've necessarily gone gone on to enjoy, but we know that he's gone into areas... He's got. He said, no, I'm not going to play the guitar anymore. Hmm. I want to go and explore other avenues. He is... He is creatively, he has that... that something in him that says I, I'm gonna I want I want more I want something different I can't settle for this signature lick well he does that in solos I think you make a fantastic point there actually he does that in solos and he will again we're gonna watch like I lied and there's times when he doesn't play a lick he doesn't play anything more than one note mm. and just lets it feed back and there's there's and I'll talk about it in a minute where I'm thinking I don't want this from this solo. Mm. I know it's a creative choice you're making to just hold one note and to let it feed back or to do whatever yeah. you're doing with the, with the with the whammy bar or the, the tremolo. But it's not what I want from the solo, but it's a decision he's making. So there are as times... A, as a listener, as yeah. a fan. Yeah. There's, there are times when John is playing a song and I think... And I come away from a live version disappointed by the solo. Yeah, yeah. But I rarely come away from uh, a, a Guns N' Roses song disappointed by the solo. Yeah, because Slash tends to stick more closely to the album. But he's also an improviser. But he, what he doesn't do is do... He doesn't tend to do stuff that's as... John can be a little bit more avant-garde. Yeah, a major, a major de- sort of departure. A major departure, yeah. yeah. Where Slash will improvise it but he won't take that big step away from just... He won't take away the, ori- the original... Intent. Identity. Yeah, yeah. If you will. Yeah, and I will. Yeah, yeah, well, I will too. No, and that that's not, you know, you, I don't think you can necessarily say that either approach is, ne- is, is a negative. Slash and any fan, when we go, what do we go for? We go because we want to hear what we've heard on the album. Uh, that again is, diff- is is another point for debate because I think a lot of people go for to hear the song in a live setting and they don't want to hear yeah. the album version. Yeah, no, I, I I totally sort of empathise with both approaches. Yeah, I don't think uh, as major fans of specific albums, I think we'd be happy with either, wouldn't we? My preference is close to the album. Yeah, but with a little bit of additional. Yeah, but you must play it live because that's. The, but that's I know the what you mean. You want those those markers. You, you yeah, you, you want those root notes, which is what I was saying about yeah, the solo. Yeah. You want it to be recognisably what you've heard on the album. Yeah, and you can play around with it from there. But you know, I'm a being a not a guitarist and somewhat of a singer. I like to you know wow wow wow. I like doing that. What with you with, with your my singing? mouth? Yeah. Okay. And so if I can stand there and John's doing that, and I can 
do air guitar and mouth the sound. Oh, yeah, you're talking about the outro solo now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, so that's, that's a, that is a but different... I, no, I know, but what I'm saying is if, if I can go to a live show and mm. sort of mouth play the solo while doing a bit of air guitar, yeah. I'm a happy man. Well, that's a, a different point of debate because what is great guitar playing? What is great solo playing? So that's an outro solo. On the album, it's, um, it's much less understated because you've got all the strings and everything going on and the synthesizers. But here, with only the four of them on stage and one of them not doing anything during that point. So you've got three guys, you've got the drums, bass and guitar. John is carrying that outro solo, that single note outro solo, uh, just through that DS2, which it sounds great. But if I was playing that, I wouldn't play it through the DS2 because that's a bit harsh to my ear for that lovely on the album it's a it's a really rich sound it's very rich it sounded great on on that i mean on the album of course you've got all those other yeah all those other big sounds huge sounds and in on. my head when i was hearing that because john starts playing the actual solo on where it starts on the album then he goes up to the uh, an octave up on the second time around mm. and on that point you hear on the album there's just and you yeah. just hear that in your head and it's just yeah yeah but yeah. the conversation about guitar solos and what makes a good guitar solo is is it how fast you play is it how many notes you can squeeze in or is it about what you were saying where you can sing along with the guitar solo and it's the melody that mm. is good and more and more over the years my ear has become attuned to the fact that it's the melody it's an instrument mm. that you should you should be able to sing along to sometimes yeah oh man i, I couldn't agree more and actually i think Slash is, I think Slash is the is perfection on both levels. Yeah, I agree. He's he, you know, he's he's fiddly, yeah, to a degree, but he's perfection. Well, you've got for the single note kind of example yeah. for Slash, you've got things yeah. like the November Rain solo, yeah, 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 and then for the for the faster stuff, you've got things like well, any number of stuff, Out to Get Me, the Night Train outro solo, yeah, there's a, oh, yeah, there's or for, or for Civil War. That's a perfect slash kind of example because you, you know you get wow 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 and when you when you hear that you can stand in the pub you put it on the jukebox yeah you got a dart in your hand back in the day well a lot of slashes more technical stuff is is kind of buried you know he, a lot of his prominent solos are the more languid slow stuff yeah but a lot of the, his the fast stuff is there it goes it's just underneath yeah and John does that as well sometimes but. Yeah, I mean, Slash is just unbelievable when it comes to... I mean, he's a, he's a wonderful guitarist. As a non-guitarist, it's just a pleasure sometimes to get lost in the world of guitarists because I know what you've what you've put into it, and it's a lot of effort. And the next thing I knew, this guy was a fucking virtuoso guitarist. I wouldn't go as far as virtuoso, but I could play the guitar. Anyway, I could have lied. Let's do it. Could such a fool
Out then, if I could have lied in 2002, and a song, another song that you don't see that many recorded versions of, and certainly not that many recorded versions of in professional quality. No. Uh, what do you make of it? Brother. Say more. That, for me, was as good as anything I've ever heard in my life. Really? That's high praise. Yeah. It- That's how I could have lied at Skate Park. I could have lied as... When I, when I first got into the Red Hot Chili Peppers in the mid-1990s, mm. I could have lied with my favourite song. Yeah. Because it's if you're getting into Blood Sugar, as I know you were, and, and One Hot Minute, I Could Have Lied is an outlier. Yeah. Because there's a couple of acoustic songs on Blood Sugar. There's, there's My Friends on One Hot Minute, obviously. Yeah. But I Could Have Lied is, is, is Not Breaking the Girl, which has a lot more stuff going on. No, it's sonically. not Under the Bridge. Which obviously is the one that everyone was drawn to. Yeah, but I could lie. It's a very, very raw song. Yeah, and I was very, very good friends with the with the drummer who loved the drums, and I could have lied because they're so simple. Yeah, but they're so simple, but so they 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 cut through. Yeah, you know, that, it's a really good example of not needing to do much because the quality of the song is so good. Yeah, yeah, uh, indeed. <sighs> We sound like we're talking about the album version now, which well, we, we mustn't like do. What we've got here on this live version... Yes, though, and we're not talking about Not talking about the album version, is... John but if playing, we were... Well, let's... Um, spoiler alert. A, we love Blood Sugar Sex, and B, we both love I Could Have Lied. Yeah. Well, A1 and, and B2. I Could Have Lied here. You've got John playing a bigger-bodied acoustic guitar than you will see often when he's playing a smaller-bodied... Um, Martin, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I didn't see what make that guitar was, but he, he, for example, like Slain or Top of the Pops around the Stadium Arcadium era, when he played Desecration Smile, yes, he was playing a smaller, that smaller body guitar that we more commonly associate with him when he's got it on that stand. Oh, yes, yeah. Because he switches halfway through between... Yeah, of course, and yeah. we love the switch, we yeah. do. Oh, it was a great switch, really great switch, because... The drums and the bass carry that so nicely as he drops out on the acoustic. Yeah. He's got the guitar, the, the electric slung behind his back. Yeah. And he clever. just brings it round. Just hides it. Hides and it he's round. got to bring out the, the pick as well. So presumably pick just grabs it off the mic stand. How they go into that first chorus, it's goosebump stuff. It really is. Yeah. It, oh, man. I mean, I, I stood... You, I stood next to you. Yeah, you were. And Go and watch it. If... I think what we're trying to say here, with our lack of being able to say anything about it, is it's a really wonderful performance, if I could have lied. I think it's the best of it I've seen, actually. Solo-wise, first solo. First solo is rooted again, as we spoke about in Minor Thing. Which I'm, I'm presuming you're happy with. Uh, happy with the first half, not so happy with the second half, where we just went to that one long note. See, again, I'm happy. No. It's rooted. The sound is so authentic. <sighs> The sound you can't argue with, surely. Don't argue with the sound. Well, yes, I do, actually. Uh. Uh, because the, the sound that I love, I drove with the House Ambassador uh, last week and we had Blood Sugar Sex on. That, that cliche. Cliche. Yeah, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast and driving around Blood Sugar Sex on. Uh, but I could. You've, you've, become, you've become the biggest Red Hot Chili Peppers cliche in. In the world. The south of England. Yeah. Well, I said the world. Did you well, know that? South of England? Yeah, that's fine. 
Okay, well, I'd be happy if I was the biggest Red Hot Chili Peppers cliche in the world. Yeah, which you're not. No. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, slap down. (laughs) Anyway, the house ambassador and myself were driving around the south of England listening to Blood Sugar Sex. As such as you want. Mm. I could live come on. Yeah. We listened to it. And she said, that song is... It, it it sounds like it's got power. It sounds authentic. Mm, yeah. That isn't what she said. Man, <laughs> do you know what's happened there? Well, I can't remember what she said, but I knew. Well, she, well, let me let me tell you. You tell me what you got to say, and I'll try and remember what the House Ambassador said. Are we said. talking about, we're talking about the album version now? Yes. I've remembered what the House Ambassador said. <laughs> Thank God. She And specifically, she was talking about the solo. She said that told a story. Mm. Mm, mm. And that's the whole song does. Yeah, yeah. I agree, the whole song does. Yeah. But the guitar, that guitar solo specifically. Well, it's part. It's and part. we won't talk about the album version too much more. But the emotion in the uh, the album version of the guitar solo yes. compared to that. Well, the album, ver- the album version is is perfection. The first and what happens in the first half of the solo on this version is you are rooted, and it and it goes and it and it's great. But then that long note is not for me. Right. It's it's a choice by John to do that. Yeah. And but the great thing about the album version is the way he he dials back on the volume and you hit. There's a very specific mm. bend, mm. and you know which bend I'm talking mm. about on the album mm. version. Mm. And to choose to do it that way is slightly missing the point for me. But it's a point that John made in the first place, so he can do what pretty he much what he likes. Yeah. And actually, let's be honest, there is a, in, in terms of the live performance that we are analysing, it's near perfection. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's so good. It's a, it, when, you, when you are talking about a song that is absolutely brilliant hmm. on the album, and that is... Yeah, it's hard to make it better than the album. Well, you really. can't make it better. They, there's but a doubt. What you there can do stat. is give it absolute truth and absolute honour. And when you do that, it will it will always be appreciated. And that mate was fucking shit hot. I think as a summation of that tune in a skate park in two thousand two, I think you've uh, you've done it justice there. Off we go to the socials then. Tone, are you ready for me, my brother? Mm. Yes, indeed. Get in touch with the podcast. Be part of this. Oh, yes. Be part of this thing that we do. We do it. and I'll tell you what, it's worldwide. Well, it is worldwide by definition. Well, it's, it's bigger than the world because I'm sure some of these signals get sat in space. It's true. We are bigger than the world. The chances of anything come from Mars... Oh, are we going to do it? Are there are a million times the What, end on the War of the Worlds? Yeah. Okay, which bit? Well, that bit. Okay. BenTanzoMusic.net is where the thing is hosted. Email in if you've got any points to make. Nice points. Yeah, any nasty points we don't want. Filter them out. There you go, straight into the junk mail. BenTanzoMusic at Hotmail.com. Uh, universally... RHCP Odd Sam. That's me. That's your, is that your Reddit? Yeah, don't right, bother. Abandon Reddit, don't bother that. Uh, Unispeak hyphen, no, that's that. Don't, abandon the Reddit. 
Uh, at University RHCP is me on Twitter. Sam, on Twitter you are... At Stack Townsend. Come on board. It's seriously happening. Dive in. The water is warm. It's really warm. Insta. Yes, I am young. Big it's time. University speaking RHCP underscore pod, I believe. So, mail in, write in, tweet in. Yes. Review us on your platform. If you give us five stars, chance I'll read you out. Yeah, if you give us five, we'll read you out. If you give us less than five, we'll read you off. Well, we might read you out. Depends what you I'm say. Not, I'm not reading anything less than a five star oh, review. No. no, I think that's fair play. Yeah. Okay, so should we end up with a bit of War of the Worlds? Sure. One, two, three. The chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one, they said. The chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one, but still they come.